The copyright holder has licensed this program for private home use only. Offenders will be prosecuted. Welcome to Weird Kid Video. I'm Kieran Snape and I miss video stores so much I opened one in my own home. Hacked with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-hosts, Kira Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald, to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around, sign for a membership. There are no late fees, but unreturned tapes will be hunted down by a barrel of flying monkeys. We're having trouble getting them to work together, we keep flying into windows and hurling typewriters around, but once we do, we're coming for you and your little tapes too. This is Weird Kid Video. Old business? Oh, fuck. No. I forgot, guys. I forgot old business again. Shock me. Shock me. Shock me. Oh, I remembered so many times throughout the week. I was like, Thursday night, you're going to sit down and do it. Thursday night game. What did I do? Totally forgot. <laughs> I should write it on that calendar. Did you remember to watch the movie, Brody? Uh, yeah. I had so much fun. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything that will give any spoilers away. I'm starting to slip in a new business, but yeah. But whoo, I am... I'm all about the next sequels to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may as well just dive into new business if nobody has any old business. I don't think we have any old business. Excellent. This week, welcome to Semi Whenever the Fuck I Feel Like It, Sequel Week. <laughs> Semi Whenever the Fuck You Feel Like It, Sequel Week. They should be pretty yep. often because we're going to hit so many sequel movies. Oh, yeah. This- I really want to watch The Gate too because like, oh, that, w- that was so annoying because we looked through all the things and then The Gate came out this week, we which is like, yeah, well, it's connected. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the picking of this movie, right? And so the we week- We said that- what the movie is yet. Future Cop 2. <laughs> they know they just listened to the last episode. <laughs> so I just won't write a little intro bit Anyway, my point was last week when we looked through all the movies, we had um, the Gate episode hadn't come out yet. And since then, the Gate episode has come out. And so I have spent an awful lot of time on Instagram looking at other people's posts about the Gate this week. And the Gate 2 looks like an excellent time. <laughs> and Brody <laughs> got rid of it first. And I don't know. And if it had made it to the end, maybe we would have picked it. Maybe. I don't know. But it was like, wow, this, I hope Future Cop 2 is good because that looks fun. I And a couple I, of the other ones, too, have been popping up in my timeline. I was like, oh, all of these sequels look like fun. Thinking about the gate, too, now, like, retrospectively after we've picked, I'm like, oh, it would be really good to see a second attempt at that movie. <laughs> really, really fucking good. But yeah. this week, we are not talking about the gate, too. <laughs> We are returning to the past, save the future, and both of our marriages. We are talking about Future Cop 2, a.k.a. Future Cop 2, Two Faces of Death, a.k.a. Trances 2, a.k.a. Trances 2, The Return of Jack Death from 1991. Oh my God, the amount of titles. My name's Jack Death. I'm a trancer hunter from the 21st century. It's been seven years since I went down the line to old California. Life's been good. I thought I'd singe my last trancer, but nothing lasts forever. over, Jack. Time to get off your butt and go back to work. Rabbit, listen to me. I need your help. I'm a special agent on a mission from the future. I know just how you feel. You're going to be expelled from the Green World community. Do you know what that means? Help me, please. I'm on a mission. 
Alice B. Welcome to old California, Alice. I'm your husband, Jack Death. Oh my God, Jack, it is you. The only man I ever had sex with. Isn't that bad? Get the activists out on the streets. I want fresh blood. she keep butting in on us? Because I happen to be his wife. So am I. Ladies, please. Lena, she's my wife. Her consciousness is in another body. She's a transfer hunter, too. I've had to handle a lot being married to someone from the future, Jack, but two wives? You're in the way, Lena. I want Jack death to see his wife become a transfer. They've got Lena. You know the layout well enough to go in after her? Yeah, but it won't be easy. Can you hear me, Jack Death? It'll be fun watching you burn to death. Trancers 2, starring Tim Thomerson of Near Dark, Helen Hunt from Next of Kin, Megan Ward of Crash and Burn, Richard Lynch of The Sword and the Sorcerer, and Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator. Trancers 2, the return of Jack Death. Jack, the 20th century must be getting to you. You have no idea. Oh, Charles Band, what a Fucking king! Yes, directed by Charles Band. We've talked at length about his career on the original Future Cop episode. This and is a the little Charles bit Band podcast, man. On Meridian? No, 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 no. no <laughs> That's no, coming. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a spinoff. Yeah, we talked. We've talked about Charles before. So if you want to know about Charles, just go listen to the other episodes. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, why the fuck are you listening to a sequel episode about a movie? That you watch it. What the fuck are you doing? Make better choices. Don't listen. Don't subscribe. Do not listen. Don't subscribe. Written by, yeah, so directed by Charles Band. Written by Jackson Barr from an idea by Charles Band. Jackson Barr, I can find much about this dude online. Um, This was his third movie, and after this he did work with Band a few more times on movies like Subspecies, Seed People, oh Bad Channels, God. Robot Wars, and Mandroid. Crash and Burn? Uh, he did not. No, we'll talk about Crash <laughs> and Burn. Um, his last screen writing credit was Point of Seduction, Body Chemistry 3 oh in God. 1994, and that was the end of his screenwriting career, So, which is probably why I couldn't find any more information. Is Point of Seduction so, like the boiling point? It's is also there, it's, there a chemical reaction. It's Body Chemistry 3. <laughs> oh, no. There was two other of those movies. He wrote the other two. Oh, my God. And based on characters created by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, they were originally set to return to write this movie, but... Uh, they'd moved on from Charles Band. <laughs> and by this point, they were the showrunners on the Flash TV show. Ah. Ah. Yes. Wasted. The Flash TV show was cool, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but they had moved I really on from it. this movie. Yeah. Mm. Fools. It was a it was a comic book superhero movie in the uh, TV show in the 90s when those things didn't exist and it didn't do very well. But it was also super stylized, like the Rocketeer. So is it this, didn't he have a motorbike in the show? I don't remember. Is that the one with Dawson's dad? Yeah, it's the John Wesley ship plays the Flash, who is, yes, he's Dawson's father from Dawson's Creek, which is how Kieran knows him. <laughs> I and come with a different they, perspective than the other two guy. boys in this podcast. And, and every, <laughs> I also love like that guy. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah. Dawson's Creek. And you like Dawson's Creek? Yeah. You watched Dawson's Creek? I grew up with that shit, man. I yeah, mean, like, oh, he has age. a sister. Pacey was a legend. Way I totally agree. But I just did not think. What's her name? 
Mm. Be Which more one? specific. Jan, Jan or Joey? No, or Andy? brown hair one. Joey. The one that's in Batman. Joey. Is it Joey? Yeah, Katie Holmes. Oh, my God. That was like my dream girl back in the day. I assume that your sister got you into this? I mean, it was a pretty popular show. In, yeah, in but the it 90s. was. I mean, I got my sister into. It yeah, but yeah. we we were children when it was big. Like we were primary. Like school. I've said before, like I would always watch things with my siblings. So like one yeah, of them would have just, been watching. You just, it. you just don't usually talk about what your sister introduced you to. You usually talk about what your brothers introduced you to. And I it's can't all, imagine you and the boys blur. sitting down and watching Dawson's Creek. Well, we had a lot no, of family no, 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 time, no. you know, where we had to share the TVs. And, and also, there's mm. it's pretty girls on television. Yeah. True. And, know. like, it was adult themes, so, like, I, you know, I'd yeah, be, like, excited that, by it. Because of that first season where Pacey fucks the teacher. Or oh, the first yeah. scene where Joey and Dawson talk about masturbation. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a good time. Pretty that quality was shocking. show, yeah. It was shocking in, yeah. Yeah, in 1997. It was. It, it got called out a bit for being a bit too lewd. It yeah. was, yeah. yeah. This time, is what I'm saying, 1997, oh, we were seven. This is turning into... <laughs> Fucking Dawson Creek podcast. <laughs> Who's my sister's favourite show? Join us for episode two next week. Cutting this out of the podcast. <laughs> Starring Tim Thomason back as Jack Death. What a man. Yep. I mean, Is it just me or had he aged a lot in yeah, six years? Yeah. But yeah. Hard life. I'm weirdly way more attracted to him in this movie than in the last movie. It just freaked me out in that <laughs> first, like that first shot where you see him with Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt doesn't look like she's he had aged dry at all. Hair. And it's because he had dry hair. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about but Talk about what a squid Jack Death. So the two is. sides of Jack Death. The two faces. Oh, of the Death. two faces of Jack Death. That's right. But um, I, like my first note was like, how long has it been between these films? Because he looked so much older. It's I, been eighty four years. I think it's been six years. Like, don't they say that? It's really oh been eighty four years. Obviously, no, obviously <laughs> not. But like, hasn't it been the same amount of time as in the movie? Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It just you know, people don't usually age that much in six years. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He was pretty what old in the first one. To? Zone Troopers. <laughs> um, also returning. Uh, he's also in Dollman. Between this, oh, there's lot, lots of Charles Band movies. Yeah, well, I want to talk about Dollman. I haven't seen Dollman, but I want to talk about Dollman. <laughs> okay. Is it a man who is also a doll? I hope oh, so. Oh my god. Okay. Complete distraction city. <laughs> Tim Thomason plays a man from another dimension that comes to Earth to chase the a bad guy, another bad guy that has gone through a dimensional gate. But in on Earth, he is only 13 inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a doll. He's a doll man. <laughs> That's fantastic. So another one where the name was thought of yes. and then the movie was written around uh-huh. it. I yeah, also, yeah I you mentioned man. something about that in the first Charles Band yeah. podcast. Also returning, Helen Hunt as Lena. Oh, my God. Like she's just the epitome, looking respectfully, <laughs> she's the epitome of like just understated beauty. Yeah. I yeah. had a crush on her when she was on Mad About You, yeah. where she was in her 30s. <laughs> not half naked, like, not no, overdone. She's just, she's just beautiful woman, yeah. Yeah. I think that also her personality, like True. there's attraction in like the Helen Hunt of it all. Her you know casual- I mean? uh, Yeah, she just has this kind of she's like- She's very relaxed. And fi- but also like feisty. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Art LaFleur as Detective McNulty. Biff Maynard as Hap Ashby. And new cast members, Megan Ward as Alice Stillwell Death. She fucking met the team's energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she could. yeah. she's really good. She's also in Crash and Burn. Awesome. Another Charles Band movie that we've talked about the trailer for, and we will talk about again. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's also in Encino Man, ah. PCU Pit Party, and 
The first thing I ever noticed her in was a, a teen X-Files knockoff from the mid-90s called Dark Skies that I really liked as a kid. Never which is basically it. just like because the X-Files was a big hit, so all of a sudden there was like other shows like the X-Files. And one of them was a, was a teenager's uh, UFO show called Dark Skies, where she was one of the main characters. And it lasted one, se- one season, there's 20 episodes. <laughs> but I remember enjoying it. And there's a bunch of other people in this movie that I'm going to want to talk about, but uh, as always, I'll talk about them as they kind of kind of appear. Trailers. So many. That was I the was most trailers ever, uh, right? Stoked. Too many trailers. Trailers go home. You are drunk. <laughs> no, no. They were great trailers, too. Was, I want to see every I single do. one of these movies. There was nine trailers before this movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. We're not going to do... Were most of them done by the same voiceover guy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. It's a little I wasn't hazard. sure whether everybody was just putting on the, sa- their, like, the same voice or whether it was the same person. It's just but one dude and spent an afternoon in a recording booth doing all the voiceovers <laughs> in one go. Probably. It seemed like it. The names of these movies were so of the time. Oh, yeah, totally. So of the time. We're going to talk about... We're going to name check each of them. We cannot deep dive on yeah, each of these yeah, trailers. We're going to be here forever. I have like headlines for each trailer, and then if you guys, and want I have so much say to say about specific. the first two thirds of this movie. That, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's going to so take a while. About, yeah. But then I stopped taking notes. So <laughs> yeah, see Thomas Howell. He's out for revenge in Back for Revenge. He was just a kid when he witnessed the hunter's brutal murder of his parents. <laughs> Escaped the initial assault. Hang on there, boy. And killed one after 10 years in a detention center. Plotting his revenge. He's back. I know who you are. I'm glad you figured that out before you died. One by one, the kid will have his fun. Up where you're at, son. Damn it, I said stop! See Thomas Howell from The Hitcher and The Outsiders is back for revenge. Yeah, this is the cool wild thing, right? That's what I, I wrote the same thing. <laughs> My next note, wild thing vibes. Yeah. yeah. Alternate wild thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except that he doesn't become Tarzan of the city. No. It's just, but it, uh, the that reason is, is because is of the opening. like the same. The opening yeah, had the same, was. the same opening as, as wild thing, yeah. Yeah, yep. and it felt cool. I'm just going to say that. Yep. Just going to put that out. Uh, Nick Cage in Time to Kill. He came to a distant land in a time of conflict. What he found was a passageway to his dreams. Jesus, she was, she was pretty. What began as a moment of passion. That's the whole story. fuck is going on in this Ooh, movie? Have you serious. seen this movie? I've never even heard of this movie. I've, I've, I feel like I've heard of A Time to Kill. No, A Time to Kill is a Matthew McConaughey movie, which is great from the from the 90s. This is Time to Kill. Oh. It's different. Doesn't have an A. Things. Young Nick Cage, though, you can tell he's not like going crazy like he like does in a lot of this, his movies. This, I mean, this is pretty, I mean, he's been around for a few years at this point, but it's 
early in his in his. But career. like he's not like relying on his like. No, he's not Nick relying Cage-ness. on the Nick Cage of it all. Yeah, yeah no. Um, it's set during the Italian occupation of Ethiopia in the 1930s, and yeah. Cage is a soldier that accidentally kills a local woman and then tries to cover it up. Mm. Yeah, no. Straight face. No, no, no. <laughs> Too uh, straight face. We got a non-trailer trailer. What do you mean? What? There was just three random clips from a movie put together. Did you not notice? So, Mission of the Shark. That was not a trailer. That was just three clips of the movie and they put black fades in and out between them and then stuck a title on it. Yeah, it that's very true. Weird, it was weird, not a trailer. The it's, re- it's a heavy concept, man. Well, it's based on the, uh, the uh, true story. It's yeah. the USS Annapolis, yeah. uh, Indianapolis, sorry, um, which was a ship that sunk and then everybody got in by sharks. It's a real story. Uh, the sailors had to survive in the water for, but like, for days. And the they, were choice, picked, they were picked off one by one by uh, sharks. The choice of what story. to put in that trailer was one of them sacrificing another dead person to the sharks so they could survive longer. So, yeah, it's insane. So it's a TV movie, so Uh, there is no trailer. Makes sense. So it was released internationally on VHS as a movie, but it's a TV movie from the 80s. Cartel. Miles O'Keefe is Chuck Taylor, and he's about to land in trouble. He's been framed by the cartel. And he's doing time for a crime he didn't commit. Don Stroud is Tony King, the ruthless drug lord, who's running the cartel out of control. Cartel, the inside story of the secret organization its enemies cannot evade, one with all the power money can buy. Cartel. Yep, stunt flips the movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wrongly accused pilot who goes on a revenge mission against a drug lord and the cartel. It, there were some cool stunts. In yeah, yeah. I, cool stunts. <laughs> I would watch this movie. We all wrote, wrote the same notes for these trailers. <laughs> 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 Steel and Lace. Once she was quite beautiful, but that was another lifetime. Now she has a new face, a new form. Revenge on their mind. Would you give me to die for your friend? He's dead. Just dead. There's luck ran out. That's all. But I know this guy. Even he couldn't keep her alive, but he recreated her. The perfect combination of android and fatal attraction. I'm certain that there's more to come. For once in your life, walk away from something before you get hurt. If you try to go to the feds or the DA, I will kill you. Steal and lace. Yep. Murder lady. Murder robot lady. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of the synopsis of this because I think it's a good time. Um, <laughs> I feel like and, steal and lace time, was I mean, said at some point in this movie. <laughs> and by good time, I mean... Probably not a good time. Yeah. It's about a rape victim that's rebuilt as a cyborg by her scientist brother after she commits suicide. 
so she can so get revenge heavier. on the man who raped her. That's so much heavier than I thought it was, Ken. Yeah. You just yeah. killed but also, my vibe. <laughs> but also, like, it looks like a trashy good time. It, I mean, it did. <laughs> it did. Now it sounds like a heavy concept that it's I can't move past. Brody, she's a cyborg that gets revenge. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cyborg car. <laughs> what? Cyborg car. Cyborg. Okay. Yep. Well, not everything is just the car. Cyborg car. Okay, keeping that in. Uh, rock and roll high school forever. It's rock and roll high school day. Yeah. The music that tore the school apart. They're at it again. The party the school couldn't stop. Go for it! No matter how hard they tried. One, two, three. Corey Feldman and his rock and roll band trashed the rules and pushed the school to the limit. Back to back. Corey Feldman, yeah. in a sequel to the beloved 1979 classic Rock and Roll High School, this movie was a. This is like. So 1979 was when the original movie was made, and this movie is 1992. So there's a, like a big gap between them. You think? And this movie did not do well. It was a flop. Oh, it looks bad, Kira. Are, you're a big fan of Corey. We, I am. We, lo- we both love the Corys. Oh. Well, let me ask you both then. Does Corey being in this film get you across the line to want to watch it? No. I've heard from people that Corey Feldman has been in a lot of bad movies. Oh, yeah. And I that I that. have <laughs> just watched the good ones. True. He does so nothing for me. I'm always um, tentative on brothers. I'm tentative on any Corey Feldman movie I haven't already seen because I think I've seen all the good ones. You have not. I've there not, are some ones that we haven't just not gone to. Okay, cool. There are some good fun ones. I mean, the next one is definitely one I want to see. Oh, yeah, I want to see the next one. Corey okay. Feldman in Edge of Honor. It was a weekend camp out to develop their skills. Oh, oh, oh. Ah. I guess I should have used a stronger tree. Now, they're about to discover. Well, guys, think there's a merit badge for breaking and entering? Just how wild the wilderness can be. Bazookas? They're in the 80s. Probably fitted with double-A heat-seeking missiles. Something is driving them deep into a world of intrigue. You have to find the rest of them. We can't let them get out of here. Danger. Just give me your guns, huh? In a minute. Trust. Deception and murder. The hell is that? But nothing could prepare them. The end for this. Corey Feldman, Meredith Salinger, and Don Swayze in Edge of Honor. This time, they're pledging their lives. Scouts versus smugglers in the Pacific Northwest. It this has fun. Dude, Why don't you like Corey Feldman? Because, oh like, I don't know of him younger. I didn't really, like, although I've seen him in movies, I didn't really connect. He's based on Corey Feldman now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can understand that because Corey Feldman now is a lot. Yeah. But little Corey Feldman was adorable. Yeah, See, but grew, even in the trailer him. of the high school movie where he does, like, the slide on the stage, I was like, you still seem a bit much. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but Edge of Honor looks good. There's a dude who is not mentioned in the trailer who's part of the team. Is that an Australian actor? Uh, I didn't 
notice. Is it like Joel Edgerton or something? Joel like? Edgerton was not in movies at this point. No? No. Joel Edgerton is, has career has is not started. Joel Edgerton, is that the guy? That's the guy who's in Bright, yeah? The, who's the orc in Bright with Will Smith? Is he? I don't know. I didn't watch that movie. Oh, and he's the Australian actor, yeah? He's an Australian actor. Yeah, yeah. He's Australian yeah. actor and director. He's also in um, Warrior with Tom Hardy. Yeah. That's who you're um, I swear it looks like a young him. It's not. Oh, okay. Um, Swayze, though. Don Swayze. <laughs> the other Swayze. <laughs> yeah, it looks kind of similar. Well, that's why he has a career. Yeah, true. It's because they can put the word Swayze on the cover of a box. Even mm. if it's not the correct Swayze. Oh, that's just cheating. That's oh why the last God. names are always bigger. Movies do that. Yeah. Movies in, in this era do that. And there are movies that are notorious that have like, you know, three massive movie star surnames on them. But it's all the like the, the siblings. siblings. Siblings or fathers. Right. Mm. Yeah. Is or the woman in this? Meredith Salinger. Yeah. She's um, car- currently married to Patton Oswalt. Oh, I knew Salinger rang a bell. Yeah, um, but she's also a movie a movie star in her own right. She's in Dream a Little Dream with the Corys. It's another Corey movie. She's in an episode of Buffy. Which uh, one? The uh, season two. She would have been older then, wouldn't she? She was, yeah, but it's the 90s, so people in their 30s play teenagers. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> season two when there's the ghosts haunting in the school. Oh, yeah. Remember the two, the Buffy comes across to a boyfriend and girlfriend who are arguing with each other, but it's not them arguing, it's the ghosts arguing yeah. through them. She's the girl. Ah. She's also a film critic in Dawson's Creek. <gasps> She's the film critic in Dawson's Creek? Yes. The one that Dawson sleeps with? Yes. Ah. Yes. She's also <laughs> in Lake Placid, which is a great movie. Yeah, that that's talk about. it. Also in Edge of Honor, Dr. Kelso, Ken Jenkins hey. from Scrubs. Ah. Yes, I didn't see him. Yes. Two more trailers to talk about. Concrete Wall. From a concrete fortress high above the city... John Lombardi hunts down his enemy. The big Wall Street stockbroker turned the common thief. That's your husband. That's what you sleep with. The cop on the case is her ex-husband. And he wants his wife back. Take it easy, sweetheart. We're in for a long night. They didn't expect retaliation. Son of a bitch, we're coming for him. The concrete high rise turns into a death trap. When the cop and the fugitive team up to take on Lombardi's army. Listen up, man. Your goons are dropping like flies. Your men were supposed to be the best. Oh, God damn it, they're going down like bowling pins. She's caught in the crossfire. It's not about money. Only a hero can win a concrete war. Michael Paré, Shannon Tweed, Bobby DeChico, and Robert Pucci fight for their lives in concrete war. Machete! A revenge picture with Michael Pere from Streets of Fire. And yes, Danny Trejo. Yeah. yeah. This is before he was an actual star, right? This is when he was doing like Before he was Danny Trejo. Mm. Yeah. Before, I mean, he's in lots of things. He's in Runaway Train, which yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. John Voight movie, he has a, a small part in that. Still haven't watched that. Yeah. Kira and I watched it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I good. need to sit down and watch time. it. Yeah. It's a good time. Diplomatic immunity. Cole Hickel was trained to kill in the line of duty. 
But his daughter's brutal murder forced him into a war of his own. Did he kill her? He's got diplomatic immunity. Technically, we have no jurisdiction. Now, no boundary will stop him. Not on American soil. It may take time, but the State Department is trying to arrange extradition. And if they can't, there are limits as to what an extradition can do. And not in distant Latin America, where friends are few. Who the hell are you really? Cool, Hickle. And I need a gun. What for? To kill a man. And enemies are everywhere. A killer. A ruthless matriarch. Gerda Herman. She's like a queen around here. And the CIA. Don't be a hero. A soldier gets revenge for his daughter's murder. So many revenge pictures. This is a reverse Iron Eagle. Um, Re- reverse Iron Eagle. Wait. Because it's the dad that goes to the other country yeah. against the rules. Yeah. Can, can I ask, is the one that we just said before, was that like, is that like Die Hard Cross the Raid? Because that's exactly what it feels like. Concrete really Wall? Yeah, it, it kind of felt like that. Yeah. But like, bad. <laughs> Let's put it on the list. No. Aww. Too many movies on the list. We will never get through the list. <laughs> Good. I'll be dead by then. No, 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 no. You don't have permission. Let us. <laughs> we're done with trailers. Finally. Let so us, many trailers. It was a good time, but it after, felt like it was going to go forever. After we had no trailers for a few weeks or like very, like one yeah. or two, to get nine trailers, that was a lot. Yeah. Nah, I'm all about it. I was worried <laughs> that there was going to be another like six or seven afterwards. Yeah, there I was hoping there was. Jam-packed. Yep. Jam-packed with revenge pitches. And Corey Feldman. Yeah. Who is going to recap the premise of Future Cop 2, a.k.a. Trances 2? I feel like it's your turn. Okay, fine. <laughs> I can attempt sequel, it. It's the sequel to Future Cop 1, a.k.a. Trances 1. Um, we just call it Trances. It's Trances, Future Cop, Future Cop 2, Trances 2. This is a film about... <laughs> You could just literally uh, say, death is back, he's got two wives. It's wacky. <laughs> death, is, death is back and um, his wife got sent back too and then and then, the, and then hilarity ensues. Yes. Yeah, That's so he's two wives now. Yep. Yep, he is a polygamist. In the uh, blockbuster guide to movies and videos from the year 1998, the entry for Trances 2, a.k.a. Future Cop 2, a.k.a. Trances to the return of Jack Death. <laughs> Reads. Thomason reprises his role as an LA cop from the future, this time fighting zombies. Tepid follow-up to Trances. Two stars. I mean, he was fighting zombies, zombies the first yeah. time. They're well, still we still, don't know, we still really don't know what a trancer is. If, we if don't. Any, you can a, define a trancer, I will give you a shiny but still, dollar. But he's still fighting the same. They're the same thing. Yeah, I think this in this one, they're saying that the trancers come from some like brainwashing plant. thing with a drug. There's some sort of a yeah. plant involved. There yeah. is, and, and we will talk about it within the within the context of the movie. No Janet Maslin and no contemporary reviews for this Damn. movie exist 
on the internet as far did as I could find. Did it go straight to um, yeah. VHS? Yes. Well, the first movie did have a, as far as I know, did have a very small cinema release. Mm. Uh, this movie, straight to video. This is Full Moon. So this is uh, Charles Band's Paramount days. Mm. So this is after Meridian. So he is churning out movies at a clip. So he got point. the bad ones out and now he's come back with the bangers. <laughs> did he? Yeah, he did. Did he? I take I it mean, you had a very good time I with this one. I had a fucking great time with this movie, guys. Okay. Well, I'm all about this movie. Yeah, okay. Well, my backstory with Future Cop 2, aka Trances 2, aka I'm not going to do that every time. I'll just die. Um, <laughs> I saw this movie when I was a kid. We definitely saw this movie when I was a kid with my dad because mm. we had seen uh, Trances and Future Cop because we thought they were different movies, uh, as I talked about on the Future Cop episode. You didn't make that mistake again, right? Didn't make that mistake the second time because this was never released in Australia as Trances 2. Okay. It was only released as Future Cop as Future Cop 2. And I um, I don't think I've seen it since then. I don't think I've seen it since the probably the first time I saw it, which would have been in the, in the early 90s. But I did kind of remember some stuff, and the stuff that I remembered was the um, – was the two wives. Mm. <laughs> I would remember that also. And the other thing I remembered was the fire trucks. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they're in this film. Oh, uh, well, no, there's a very specific there's reason. One, there's one, one very specific reason. Yeah. There are 30 Chekhov's exes in this fucking thing. Don't take my bit. <laughs> don't take the bit that I put into every episode. I'm sorry. Available to watch pretty much everywhere because it's on Blu-ray. You can you can buy this movie on Blu-ray. Uh, you can buy it directly from Charles Band if you want, at Full Moon Entertainment. Only if I can meet the man. Yeah, or you can watch it for free on, on Tubi. Tubi ad support on the uh, full we should reach out It was to actually Charles kind Band. of fun watching it because I watched it this morning on Tubi with the ads because yeah. Tubi has ads and it was actually kind of entertaining watching it with ads because they like choose like the dramatic moments to like uh, like put so the ads in to make it like, like a cliffhanger. Old, like old TV. Yeah, like mm. old TV and yep. uh, because it's such a over-the-top movie it was uh, like every time it went to ad it was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, I fucking I wish I watched this on Tubi I'm not going to lie. Okay, let's talk our way through Future Cop 2, aka Trances 2. Over some out-of-focus lights, we get the opening titles. So um, long. It was long. It is, yeah, I mean, it's the whole credits. All <laughs> yeah, it's the whole credits. It's what people used to do. Yeah. And they do the same thing in the first movie. Mm. The exact same thing. It's the exact mm. same opening in terms of it's out-of-focus lights with credits on top of it, and then it comes into focus when we get our first scene. You guys didn't notice the weird cut? No. No. And the completely different font. What? No. When the title of this movie on our VHS tape comes up for Future Cop 2, there is a weird edit in the, there is a jump cut in the out of focus lights and the words Future Cop 2 are in a completely different font than the rest of the credits for the movie. Because it was Trances 2. Because they hacked in that title over the top That's of, pretty the, mad. of the movie for Australia <laughs> and for wherever else it was released as Future Cop 2. That's gold. Yeah. That's fantastic. So I think they took a piece of footage that didn't have a title on it. And stretched and it. And slowed it down and then... Plug the new title over the top. Got to respect that game. And I do that with so many things I do. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's not there on Tubi because on Tubi it's called Trances 2. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Literally, fantastic. I was like. Is there any other difference between the cuts? 
No. And just we're just flat out reusing the score from the first movie. There is yep. no original music in this movie. <laughs> they Why just would reuse you? all of the score. I've had this I've had the theme song from the opening credits stuck in my head <laughs> for days because I watched this movie three times this week and it is oh, just, I'm jealous. I'm like riding along on my motorcycle doing a hundred and I have the theme tune from trances in my head. <laughs> I would have watched this movie every single day today. Every single, every single day, day this day week. <laughs> every single day today. Classic Brody I'm content. I'm a smart man. Perfect Brody content. So yeah, at the end of the credits, the lights come into focus and we see that it's Jack and Lena in Jack's car riding. Very old Jack. Yeah. Jack's age They man. look like they're not happy with each other. <laughs> well, we're going to, yeah, riding the, down the California coastline at twilight. It's actually quite a beautiful shot. Jack Des doing his thing where he's moving the wheel way too yeah, much. Yeah, and also the, the camera does this thing where, it, so it's like at the front of the car and then they move the camera around to the side of the car. So it goes yeah. from like a front-on shot to a close-up, of uh, like a two-shot close-up of Jack. And it's actually quite a nice move. And they're doing that obviously on a, on a, on a trailer. Yeah. Moving, moving the camera around but it's actually quite a beautiful beautiful shot you can definitely yeah, tell jack they're on a trailer real. jack looks real i mean every single time that anybody's in a car i mean in the first movie we talked about how high they were off the ground but i like i don't notice it so much in this i noticed it like, i think really you're going to notice it a lot in the in this era of when we are watching these movies in this era mm-hmm. of movies because that's how they did it now yeah, they didn't okay. have now you can do it with a trailer that's much closer to the ground yeah okay for a vet it's very high up. Yes. Yeah. For a vet. Jack's voiceover kicks in and he kind of catches us up. Kira can cut the voice in right here. During the last six years, I've spent a lot of time wandering this part of the California coast. It's tough knowing it's all going to be under the ocean after the killer quakes of 2063. My name is Jack Death. I'm a cop of the future. Transfer detail. And I didn't know it yet, but back up the line, my old supervisor, McNulty, was on his way to see me. McNulty's a professional pain in the ass, but the council was stuck with him because, like me, he had an ancestor in old California. That's the only way to send someone's consciousness back in time over the genetic bridge. I hadn't learned about the TCL chamber yet. So much exposition in his opening voiceover and just these first few opening scenes. Oh, my God. Like, the next scene there is more. It's just it's, exposition, it's, exposition, it's, exposition. They have to catch you up. They're just making yeah. the assumption that you never saw the first movie, that you just went and rented Future Cop 2 or Trances 2 from the video store without yeah. having seen the first movie. I mean, yeah. I appreciate it because it kind of had me laughing the whole time. Oh, it's hilarious. The way, <laughs> the way it's presented is hilarious. I think because they're doing all the exposition for the last one but also putting in the exposition for what, well, like setting up this one. Yeah. Well, like, it's thing. just so much Shut, shut, uh, shut, shut, Jack's last time. line is um, Jack's line is about the TCL chamber. He's like, I didn't know about the TCL chamber yet. And then yeah. we, why the fuck are we? To, what, you know why? Why he mentions the TCL? So chamber we can in go into the next scene. But also because they don't say the name of the chamber until the end of that next yes, sequence. That but they such refer a to the chamber. So if you're an audience member, you're confused about what the fuck this this device is. So do you think because that McNulty they calls it a gizmo? That is such a good pickup. I think they added that that. line into his voiceover when they realized that. To make people understand that there is a thing called the TCL chamber when you see it for the first for the first time, because nobody calls it that until the end of the scene. It looks like something out of Doctor Who. The next scene is so fucking beautiful. They did the whole one room walk around but stop at five different points. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just maximizing the space. Yeah. Maximizing the set the set that they you know. Let me stop here and sign something real quick. Oh, let's walk over here. Yes, I need to do this thing over here. Stop, I need to talk to you. Okay, let's keep it walking. It also looks like it's probably the only set they built. Yes, I know. Because everything else is real locations, right? How, how good. This scene is 
the epitome of of B movies at the time. It's the epitome <laughs> of Charles Band. Yeah, it's the epitome of a future cop. Oh. And so it is one of the me, funniest scenes ever. Let me set up the, the context for it. Oh, we can, please. We can kind of talk our way through it. So, yeah, in the future, um, McNulty, what the fuck is McNulty wearing? He's wearing <laughs> the most 80s, breath? like, suit but ever. It's, and it's so also massive. Massive shoulders. Yeah. shaped <laughs> yeah, for some it's... reason. And, but, like, how good is that hat that that chick is wearing? Yeah. Um, the outfits are fucking great in the future. I'm yeah. so, so, I'm very sad that we don't spend more time in the future. McNulty is meeting with with uh, returning Telma Hopkins from the first movie as Reigns. She seems to have gotten a promotion. And yeah, there's yeah. a fuck ton of exposition. So this is the gizmo that can carry a person through time, the TCL chamber. They don't say TCL chamber, they just say gizmo. Forward, not backward. They still have to give you the magical time serum <laughs> to send you down the line. They're sending McNulty back down the line or over the genetic bridge, as they call it now, with a tap back switch that will summon the TCL to where he is. Jesus fucking Christ. I know, it's so convoluted. McNulty doesn't want to go back to 85 and wake up in the body of a nine-year-old girl, he says, as he grabs his junk. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) Because when he went back last time, he didn't have man junk. But also, oh, I didn't even click on that. Because he lost his dick. Well played. Um, Also, how is he the only person... That has an ancestor. There. I don't think that the, I don't think that there's much. Of, I think population has yeah, been an that's issue very in the future true. because that there seems be to be thing. four people that live in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, they had to go back in time for a fucking operative, but it's okay. They're sending him back in time to 1991. His ancestor is 15 now. <laughs> Boys are going to want to get in my pants. <laughs> gross, yeah, gross, but true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not like he's going to have to go to school or I anything. Know. Like, you're just going to go hang out with Jack. Yeah. Like, you're fine. Oh, my God. McNulty wants them to send somebody else. They already did. They sent Alice Stilwell, mm. Jack's wife. But isn't she dead? Right before she died. She was sent to 1991 with the tapback switch, but she never activated it. There is so much timeline math. Everybody says six years or six and a half years or seven so that you can tr- so that you can track it, which is really hard. Kira was confused by it. Mm. I was. I w- I'd caught that they'd gone back to her, but then didn't catch that they'd then also sent her back further. Yeah. So I was confused about where she was in time. I originally thought they went back and got her, brought her to the future, briefed her, and then sent her. Yeah, it got all confusing. So then when we got introduced to her in the in the psych ward thing, I was like, I don't understand where you are. Kira was watching yeah. the movie. In the time. Kira was watching the movie on the new old TV in the other room, and she paused the movie and came in and said, "I have to ask you a question." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's podcast content." Yeah. And then she was like. No, I really, I'm not going to be able to enjoy this movie. Yeah, because I needed to understand what was happening because otherwise I would just spend the whole time going, wait, So you thought what? there were two timelines going on until I they just, merged? Well, yeah, well, I wasn't sure because I only just, like, I got into that scene with her and was yeah. like, wait, I'm confused. And then realised very quickly that it was, like, going to be very confusing if I didn't sort this out. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah it was very confusing. So to clarify the timeline, they sent a technician back in time to before Alice was killed with the serum. And then from there, sent her back to, 90, to 91. That Without in having itself, any kind of, doing any kind of research of where her ancestor is at that time. Yeah. Which clearly. they probably should well, have done. <laughs> records were destroyed destroyed in the Great Quake. We yeah. Know there's going to be a quake. Yeah, but they knew what. Um, no, but they didn't know where they were, what they were doing necessarily, which is why they, they couldn't find Hap. Uh, true. Yeah. But the confusing thing is, is that uh, if she was stopped just before she was killed. She was with Jack. 
She died in Jack's arms. No, no, no. Well, like it it's, a co- like, it's like the, a couple of days before. Yeah, it's like, like I they think it's slipped like a, into a period of time where she was not with Jack. Uh, okay. Very, very yeah. quickly. I think. It, yeah. So anyway, so um, I don't know why they didn't go a little bit further back than just like a day before she died or the day she died. Like at I least give her a week also, when like, she gets back. The, yeah. It, it also like brings in. I mean, I don't want to get fucking yeah time loop. describe time yeah. time travel with fucking straws yep, on a yep, table yep. because the causality of this is just insane. Yep. But let's not let's not hurt our heads like that. Let's not try to. It kind of works out because of the new body thing. No, let's just let's just not. Yeah. Um. So, uh, McNulty, oh, but Brody, which means the ancestor would have oh. had to have a child before she went. Okay. <laughs> McNulty's like, it's a transfer job. They're back. Second Whistler, motherfucker. There's a new Whistler. Whistler's brother. When did he get a brother? (laughs) When did he get a... Yeah. When they decided there was going to be a sequel and they'd already killed off the villain. This is the best movie ever. (laughs) McNulty... Is is the next movie going to be about his cousin? I I hope so. His sister. Kids. I have so much exposition to get through in the front half and the front half of this. Let me just work through it. We've had so much time to work. Once we get past this scene, we'll have plenty of time to talk about how great the movie is, but I just need to get through this, this exposition, exposition scene is so good. It just keeps going. This podcast is just going to keep going. I know, if I don't get I through know. this. McNulty is being set back via the serum to order Jack to return in the TCL chamber, which has two seats. And he's also needs to bring back Whistler's brother because Jack's body in the future has calcified because he's been gone for so long and he won't live if he comes back the normal way. Jack is still in Phil's body. Yeah. Which means Lena must be pregnant already. Where is Phil? Yeah. In Yeah, and also if they did make him come back in Phil's body, then he dies because he didn't have a baby. Yep. No one knows where Phil is and no one utters the name Phil for the next 85 minutes. Also, they do not address the fact that he is in somebody else's body <laughs> at all yeah. in this movie. Also, if you can go back, if you can go forwards in time in that thing, why can't you go backwards in time in that thing? Because because plot <laughs> and science. But they send it back anyway. The tap back switch has been added to the back of the long second watch. The long second watch. It's back. And we get the big news. Jack is being offered a seat on the council. That's very mm. exciting. Why? He's a rogue cop. <laughs> yeah. Because he that saved never the world. follows orders. Yeah, okay, sure, whatever. McNulty has 48 hours, uh, which is how long the TCL can stay in the past for reasons before it boomerangs back to the future. All of this dialogue is so it's awkward. It's so insane. It's so awkward. The blocking is also, like they move around a lot. Yeah, but also the blocking is terrible. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's some blocking later on that I was just like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, we'll talk about it. In 1991, Jack and Lena arrive back at Hap Ashby's palatial estate and death continues to catch us up with the first movie. So good. And we learn via more voiceover that Hap is sober and rich now, commodities, yep. Yep. and he spends his hard-earned money on vintage tri- fire trucks. And he is washing Chekhov's FOMA. Yeah, yeah. That's a fire truck for all you squids. And oh my God. <laughs> and they <laughs> the live with him. Stuff. And they live with him. And they live with him. They are adult. They're an adult couple that live with their, their ex-baseball yeah. player friend that is yeah. rich as fuck because, and spends money on fire trucks. Because they're his bodyguards somehow. Yeah. yeah. But also like, this is the point where I just wrote in my notes, I fucking love this. <laughs> so <laughs> insane. So his, fucking They've dumb. been his bodyguards for six years and nothing's happened nothing. in that six yeah. years. And also they killed the threat. Yeah. Like they killed yeah. the bad guy at the end of the last movie. Um, I just have to know that Death's car is a is a 58 C1 Corvette. It's from the first one, yeah? 
No, it's a completely different car. Oh no, it's a but it's so it's a it's a classic Corvette, and I love this car. I've yeah. always loved this car. I love that 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 era of Corvette. And Death and Lena have come back from holiday early because Death had a funny feeling. <laughs> so Hap can't believe it. It's been six years, man. Yeah. First of all, Helen Hunt rig. Um, <laughs> second of all, Tim Thompson less of a rig. Yeah. Second of all, uh, is this Charles Band's second castle? Oh, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he owns this house. Yeah, because it is fucking baller. Yeah, and w- how else would he get to film? I swear, this whole film is one garden center, so, a set, okay. and this house. Yeah. So I, I was gonna <laughs> Jack Death on the front of the front cover. Oh, of never this wears tape. that costume. Never Does not look like this at all. There's his a fucking the that's, wrong okay. that's his future that's self. That's his future self. That's <laughs> calcifying. For st- and for starters, there's a fucking rocket. Yeah. There is a rocket. It's all future stuff, and we never see him in the future. None yeah. of that stuff is in the movie. Classic Charles Band. That's just an old photo of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I hadn't noticed that. I'd but like it's just... also basically the same cover. Yeah. You know that. We're going to yeah. talk a little bit about the about the. We'll talk a little bit more about the house and how that factors into how I feel about the feel, feel about this movie. Okay. Kind of as we kind of talk through. Okay. Because meanwhile, the next day at Ashby Manor. <laughs> um, Hap is reading the Wall Street Journal as a landscaper arrives from Green World. That'll become important shortly. That is um, a nice juniper he gets out of that truck just for you plant lovers. It's a real nice shape. You could trim that down to a nice bonzo. Botanical talk on the pot. Mm. Brody likes plants. <laughs> Brody understands plants more than he understands people. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Hap wanders out to say hi in his robe with his coffee. And in Death and Lena's wing of the house... <laughs> I assume it's a wing. I'm yeah. assuming they're just or like the pool house or yeah. something like that. Lena's getting pretty good with that computer stuff. Yeah, is Chekhov's computer stuff? Kind of. It's it like only they, comes back it's like in they one wanted line. Give, they wanted to give Lena like a piece of new business like because she was a mm. punk in the first one and now she's in the computers. But all she does later is like read an article off a computer. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess is kind of impressive. And she knew about the signal stuff going back through time. It makes no sense that Jack Death doesn't know how to use a computer. Yeah, he's an he's old fuddy-duddy from the future. She says that. Yeah. I know, but it makes no sense. No. He's from the future. There's lots of technology he in the future. He literally went back in time. Well, Death has dry hair now. He's pretty much a squid. Yeah, he is a squid. <laughs> <laughs> Lena wants to spend the day looking at houses. But yeah, this is the section where Death says he has to stay close to Hap to protect him, even though nobody's even seen a transit for six years. Mm. Do you think that they love making still like the ethereal union of two lost souls? Oh, I love that you remember Is it that. more day-to-day now? I feel like more it's just, more day-to-day now. Yeah. But, like, although he has dry hair and he's weirdly more attractive. But uh, also, like, significantly older. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're relaxed into their relationship. Yeah, I mean, that happens. Lena's just going to go house hunting anyway and might surprise him. And then yeah. there's that line about... Lena, the day you don't surprise me is the day I'll be surprised. But then, yeah, she obviously wants to move on from this whole transfer business and wants to make a life She wants together. to move on and have a yeah. future. Because it's been six years and nothing's happened. <laughs> yeah. This is when you start to like question the relationship. Like he's he's living in the past, which is the future. I want you to think for he's a moment stalling. about... <laughs> I want you to think about for a moment about what's happened in the past six years. So they clearly are like this woman is asking the right questions. This woman is (laughs) fallen in love with a man from the future. That's in the body of a man that she was having a one night stand with. Yeah. They've rescued a drunk. They clearly help him get sober. Got married. Got married. That drunk became rich and they moved in with him. Yeah. Yep. 
Which means all that time they were sharing a house with him all that time because they're like, oh, he has to survive until he makes a baby. How has he not done that yet, yeah, by the way? Why has he not gotten on that? Yeah. Also, he's the fuck on that. Hap is not a young man. He is not. He he's was not a young man in the time. first one. Yeah. Yeah. Death hears a noise, the ominous rhythmic, rhythmic shoveling of the man outside. No human would shovel like that. <laughs> Hap approaches the landscape. <laughs> so, like, he's like, what is that noise? Yes. It's just the sound of a shovel. It's just rhythmic. Yeah. He weirdly do like has developed sixth sense for trances. Like, yeah. yeah. He didn't well, he gets a funny before. feeling. But, like, he, he's a human being. There's I, no explanation I, for this sixth sense. Hap approaches the landscaper and, yep, trancer. The most I don't heroic need- ride-in ever. Comes. Oh, help. I don't need no stinking help. <laughs> that is a Treasure of the Sierra Madre reference for the kids. Huh? Badges. I don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> okay. It's a classic what, movie line nah. from the 1940s. Okay. Yep. No. Nah. Uh, me. Sorry. It's a it's a reference to the uh, the John Huston movie and Humphrey Bogart is in that movie, Treasure yeah. of the Sierra Madre. It's also one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. Okay. Black yeah. and white. Yeah, yeah, it's like an it's like one of the very first movies ever to go on location. I love old black and white movies. What's it called? Sea of Madres. The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Treasure of the Sierra. Yeah, Sierra Madres. Sierra Madres. Half of it gets in. So, um, that was a Hollywood movie with Hollywood stars that went and shot their movie on location in Mexico, which at the time was revolutionary because most Hollywood movies were just shot in the Hollywood Hills. Okay. Even when they were on location, yeah, they yeah, were just yeah. like somewhere else in California. All right, man. Yeah. I might check that out. It's a fucking great movie. It's like... um. There will be blood in the 1940s. Dope. It's about a bunch of guys that find a gold strike and then their jealousy drives them mad in the hills. Mad, yeah. It's fucking awesome. The transfer attacks. <laughs> yeah, death rolls in on his fucking golf cart. Golf cart, leaning forward <laughs> with his pistol. And shoots the transfer. Yeah, and then others just materialize. Teleporting transfers. They fucking teleport now. <laughs> no, so he did need help. This is not the only time that they tell the transfers teleport out of fucking nowhere did in they this movie. Actually teleport? <laughs> no, Brody. I was going to say. I was Teleport say. through the power of bad staging yeah. and editing. <laughs> Thank you. One of them has a shotgun that he's trying to fire with one hand. A shotgun gets a pulled out so many times in this fucking movie. There is so much more gunplay in yeah. this movie yeah. than, the first, than the first one. But they didn't redo bullet time. But you can, yeah, they did. They did. Oh no, 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 not an actual bullet. No, no. They should have done a buckshot time. This there's also some nice like midi old school squibs in this movie. Like when people get shot, like there's big blood packs and like bits of them go flying. Yeah, it's actually kind of it's actually kind of cool. I love that stuff. They of course um singe out, and Death decides that it's a bad day to go. They leave a mark this time on the grass. They did that last time, Brody. No, but they didn't leave a mark. They left a mark last time, Brody. No, I remember when he was in the in the tanning booth and the guy singed out in the carpet. No mark. I'm sure that there's parts where they leave a mark. Maybe. Anyway, enter comic relief. Enter teenage McNulty. <laughs> McNulty can't ride a bike. Kira can relate. <laughs> sorry, that was a way obnoxious laugh for that. I'm sorry. Just hit me in the right spot. You will be punished. <laughs> you need to speak into the microphone. You will be punished. Thank you. <laughs> you whisper. Yeah, McNulty rides in and falls over. Teen McNulty. Teen McNulty, played by Alison Croft, 
who played Little Girl McNulty in the first movie. Oh, really? Dope. It's the same, it's the same girl. It's the same girl. I love that's that. fantastic. Yeah, so she was did not have to do that. Obviously didn't get killed in Little Chinatown, that's which is nice. great. Yeah, but still weird experience. Yeah. There's a little there's a point further on, but like it starts here. Is this a harem movie? <laughs> Like, you know how there's that kind of, like, anime where it's one male character just surrounded by, like, a group of females? Kira and I are just sharing a look because this is the part of the podcast <laughs> where you just go completely off the rails. We've been waiting for it. We wait for it every episode. <laughs> but, like, this is just this is just a harem, harem actual movie. I've never seen it in an actual movie before, but this is it. I, I will say no more because you guys are looking at there's me very guy, strangely. There's a guy in the group. There's Yeah, but a harem is, like, one guy and yeah, a group of- Yeah, but there's two guys. And also, yeah, but he's, and he's also McNulty is a man in a woman's body. Yeah, but that's not necessarily against the trend. <laughs> but there's two guys. Kira, just, just be quiet for a second so I can cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> McNulty doesn't notice the singed trances and starts dropping bombs on death. Uh, Whistler has a brother, another agent. Uh, was a she, was already sent back, but she never activated the tapback device. What's a tapback device? McNulty explains that they can send more down the line now and walks over to their bike. This is where the fucking blocking, everybody follows McNulty over to the bike <laughs> and then stands awkwardly in a cascading line There's so, so that they are not blocking themselves to camera. <laughs> There's so much awkward blocking in this shit. It's um, so, they stand in a line, but they, each one of them is like one step forward. As they go back, each person is one step forward from the other one so that they're not blocking themselves to camera. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. It is <laughs> terrible. But also, let's just talk about what he says. We can send a lot back, a lot more back down. So they didn't send that much. I mean, the TCL <laughs> is what they're talking but about. But the thing is, they could send whatever the fuck they wanted back before. They sent a fucking box with random shit back in it before and they could probably send that multiple times. But, but it's just small. small. You can't yeah, put they a person send a, in there. sent a small thing. But they sent him back to bring the watch to him. Mm. Why couldn't they just send the fucking watch to him? Because because Death doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Death doesn't understand what a tampak device is. Put a note Someone on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe writing has ceased to exist. And they need to explain the whole process. and uh, yeah, yeah, which apparently you just drop. Yeah. yeah, anyway. And then <laughs> the same box joke. Well, they do the, yeah, they do the joke. Remember the long second watch? It's okay if you don't, because Helen Hunt's going to explain it to us. <laughs> like she's selling us as on its features and benefits. Remember the long second watch? She saved our life a couple of times. It still stops time for 10 seconds? Yeah. And there's the tap back switch. Sends a signal to the future. A new and improved with a tap back switch that sends a signal to the future. And then they send the TCL chamber back to that spot. Whoops, McNulty activates it right there on the lawn oh and God. it can't be moved. But <laughs> and what is the point of this scene? Like they're, they're setting it up for it to come there, but it doesn't come there. So they set this, they have this whole conversation about the fucking tent and shit. Yeah. And then the tent gets set up. Yeah. It, <laughs> and in oh. the meantime, that well, the, the thing you know hasn't arrived tent, yet. You know why the tent, right? Why? Uh, we'll get to it in a, in a second. Okay. Hap goes, I've got a caterer's tent. <laughs> he has so a caterer's tent. So bizarre. Death asks about the other transfer hunter and McNulty lies saying she doesn't know who it is. And then we cut to Greenwald, which is a mental hospital. Which is strange. Slash uh, garden store. Slash garden store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We meet Alice, played by Megan Ward, as we talked about before. And she is talking to an orderly named Rabbit. My Who man. should definitely be a patient. And she wants to know if he got the watch 
that she wanted. The watch is locked up in Trotter's desk and he doesn't want to lose his job. And Nurse Trotter and Dr. Pyle are watching through an observation window and they talk to Rabbit and want to know what he wanted. You've got... Yeah, I just want to say I love this bit. Like this whole scene where like she's interacting with the orderly and she's like, she's sent back into an insane person's body, but also like everything that she'd be saying would seem insane. She's talking to an orderly who's kind of insane. And is insane. Yeah. Well, uh, he seems to be reformed. Like just their conversation, how she's like trying to semi like not seduce him, but be like friendly with him to get him on side. And she's then, trying to manipulate him. Yeah. I just, oh, I just think it was for a movie that's B quality. It was a fun, good scene. Trotter mm. is played by Martine Beswick, who is a two-time Bond woman. Huh. She's in From Russia with Love and Thunderball. So is she doing this for a favor or? No, by this point in her career, she was just making these kind of movies. Okay. Interesting movies. Her and her offsider have the best walk ever. Her <laughs> offsider is in all his villainous goatee glory. Yeah. Is the one and only Jeffrey Combs. He's a fucking horror icon. I know that name. He's worked a lot. He worked a lot with the late great director Stuart Gordon and a lot of Stuart Gordon's movies. I mentioned Stuart Gordon before on the podcast. Yeah. A lot of Stuart Gordon's movies were produced by Charles Band. Was he an Charles actor? Band. He is an actor. Yeah, but in like where he's famous from? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know who he is. <laughs> Sometimes you confuse me, Bernie. The name sounds familiar. My okay. brain confuses me. He is Dr. Herbert West in Reanimator and all of its sequels. He's in From Beyond. He's in the Guyver movie from the 90s. He's in Fortress with Christopher Lambert. Castle Freak, uh, which is another movie that was shot in Charles Band's castle. He played H.B. Lovecraft in the movie Necronomicon, which is a H.B. Lovecraft anthology movie. Hectic. He's in Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Ah. He's in the very underrated remake of House on Haunted Hill and its sequel, and on and on and on. And I didn't even get to mention all the TV he's done. Huh. He's done... Uh, and he has almost nothing to do in this movie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like fuck all. he, no, he you have to understand. That, you have to understand that. Like he is a horror legend. Yeah. he is an absolute horror legend. So for the Instagram crowd that follow us on Instagram, they are all yelling at you because they know who this guy, this guy is. <laughs> yeah, he looks familiar. Yeah, mm. I, um, I definitely would have seen him in the Frighteners and Haunting on House, uh, uh, the remake of. Yes, I don't remember those movies at all though. Yeah. And that goatee is to die for. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jeffrey Combs is daddy. Um, <laughs> dry hair, dry hair, Jack Death is daddy. No, Jeffrey Combs is daddy. <laughs> He's so villainous the way he strokes that, that goatee. Oh my God. Uh, are you, what about the strap march that they do in a second? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we see that in the patient rooms, there are TVs all playing the same thing. Dr. Wardo, mm. Whistler's brother, trancing the kids, making them green world activists. Does this mean that Whistler's a good guy? Like he's trying to save the planet? No, he's not. He's pretending. He's he, pretending. Like he's using it's that as a cover. So there's, wait a second here. Is there no point where they're trying to actually save the planet? I thought his thing was, I'm going to brainwash everyone and make everyone under my control but we're not going to let the great, like, quakes and, like, earth shit happen. He's not trying no. to save the world. Oh, my God. He's I am, just doing no. it as a cover. I'm a fool. Fool of a talk. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> yep. Uh, Rabbit gives Alice her pills uh, under Trotter's supervision, but she hides them, doesn't swallow them, and hides them, and we get more Hypno-TV. You belong in a green world. Hypno-Toad. Yeah. 
everyone how they, <laughs> I love the hypnotize. Yeah, same. You know, there's a special feature on the one of the future Rama where DVDs. you just play hypnotode. Yeah, <laughs> half hour of the hypnotode. It's amazing. I've put that on the TV and I've had people over before. <laughs> Everybody's. You know what happens? Everyone watches. Point, it. Everybody stops and watches. Yeah, and waits for something to happen. Yeah, I hear. You. All hail the hypnotode. <laughs> <laughs> Alice pretends to be knocked out as Rabbit checks on everybody. And then back at the nurse's station, Rabbit is making drinks. My man Rabbit be pulling. Yeah, because there's a knock at the door. While he's going to answer the door, Alice sneaks her drugs into into his booze. And at the door, it's his girl Pearl, Uh, who is another orderly. Who is a gorgeous orderly. So Rabbit, whatever you say, he is insane. Whatever. He is a... He be pulling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They're about to have their drinks, but Rabbit has to answer the phone. Pearl drinks her drink and it knocks her out straight away. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just straight out. So very strong drink. Yeah. Well, um, as we hear later, it is stronger than heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alice breaks into Trotter's office and steals her watch and a picture of death. I don't really understand why she felt the need to bring that with her because it's not like... Well, it was sent back to her yeah, so no, that she but- knows what death looks like in the, in, the, in, the, in the past. How did they have a photo of him? No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah. That picture is. <laughs> well, in the first movie, he had photos of the. He had the baseball, they were famous the baseball card and the. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, why are we. Why do we do they this? Said, why are we even doing this? It's I don't a picture. Even know. It's not a picture of. of it's old film. Jack Death. It it's, has the it's scar. It's actual Jack Death. Oh, yeah. right. Maybe so she they, just wants a memento because she loves it, her husband. Yeah, but she's only going to be gone for two days. Also, she's a transfer hunter. She should know better. <sighs> I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. If I was going to go <laughs> no, away for two days, I wouldn't. No, if I was going to go away for two days, I wouldn't need to bring a photo of you with me. Like, I would I would need a photo of you, Ken. <laughs> I have a photo of you at home I, and in my wallet. We don't want to talk about what happens when I leave the house for two days. <laughs> do you go insane? That's not podcast material. I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know. I'll talk to you about it off pod. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> She's, She's lost it. Sorry. Did you build a life like Kian out of what oh, was she found in the fridge? She didn't need to. <laughs> Fuck it. It's podcast material now. Yeah. You have a cardboard cutout? No, no, no. We have a life-size skeleton named Ginsburg. Yeah. That I have come home to find dressed like me sitting on the oh lounge. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you're a fucking weirdo. I love it. Oh. Keeping me company. You needed a life-size teddy bear, didn't you? Yeah, I, ha- I have one of those two. His name's Keanu. He's a big teddy bear. Sometimes Keanu. he wears. Of course some, he's Keanu. Sometimes he wears key shirts too. Fuck, Kira. <laughs> your life sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit we have a good time I love how neither of you have any like walls to like I'm gonna do this no no that's a weird thing to do you guys don't have that second thought you know about the time you know about the time that I that I drew a pentagram in our basement and <laughs> I think I do but <laughs> I drew a pentagram in our story. basement created a flyer about how to swap bodies and then put two two of Kira's bears on the, on the pentagram and it took her it took her three days to realize they were missing and go looking for them and find the pentagram in the basement. You do. I swear it's like two kids all, having a sleepover. Or I made a I made a because 
the boat and I don't get along. Yes, I famously. <laughs> so I made a flyer about the about um, how not to be a bird. I feel like and a lot of you, a lot of your time is taken up by I literally making flyers. made a flyer for like a how to have an like for a center that that can give you an operation that makes you not a bird anymore. Uh-huh. And I pegged it to 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 Echo's cage. What would so you have replaced it with? Well, it's, it's yeah, a cat. It's how to become a cat, and also the the uh, surgery was clearly run by cats. <laughs> uh, like, you're I a a, genius. like I create a whole world, and then you are a comic genius. It is. We have a nice time. <laughs> yeah, you two are fucking cute <laughs> as fuck. Just keep myself. Listen, like I'm going to be dead one day. I'm going to keep myself entertained the whole fucking time. I. I have told you guys this many, many times. I fucking love you both. You are both amazing people. Back to the podcast. (laughs) I've completely lost my place. I'm fucking crying. (laughs) From that. Yes, you made me laugh. Rabbit finds Pearl out for the count, and Alice has now snuck completely out of the building into a barn, which is on the Greenworld campus. I don't know what we're calling it. Compound. Compound. And activates her tapback switch. Trotter and Pyle are very unimpressed with Rabbit's indiscretion. Back at Ashby's Grand Mance, uh, everyone is gathered on the lawn in anticipation of the TCL chamber arriving. And yes, there is in fact a caterer's tent on the lawn. Why? So that we don't have to do any effects work. It's literally put into the script so that they can just do a flashing light. Yep. Yep. Because this movie is cheap as fuck. That makes sense. They make it work. Do they? Um, yeah, they, this is pure gold. Is it on Future Cop, aka Trances 1, I asked you how long the shoot was for that movie. It was two and a half weeks. How long do you think that they shot this movie for? Ooh. Oh, it must be less, right? Yeah, it's got to be less. This seems way more streamlined. I reckon it's four days. <laughs> two weeks. 22 days. Fuck. Damn it. So slightly longer than the than the than the first movie. That's crazy yeah. that they would spend more time on this than they did on I the other one. I think they spent. I think they didn't spend much more money. No. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here are my feelings about this movie. I'm going to use this section to talk about my yeah. feelings of the movie. This movie is a lot of fun. I'm not saying yeah. that this is a bad movie. I had. A I great was laughing. I like multiple so scenes much. and had to take it back I several times. So much, but I think it's all. It's all the actors like bringing the the quality of the movie oh, up yeah. with, their, with their deliveries, right? Because they're delivering lines that are in. That are that's insane. what I was going to say. It, the, and the part with the, the dialogue, dialogue march, is insane. The dialogue. That's when you can tell that every person is bringing so much. Yeah, to they're their bringing their game. Bit. They're bringing their game to something yeah. that they're bringing their a game to something that's not a material, yeah. right? Yeah, and they know they're reading shit off this script. But I think that the first movie is so much more creative and enthusiastically yeah. made than this movie. But it's it's a different kettle of fish. I think yeah. the first one. They didn't know enough of what they were making. With this, they know a hundred percent what they're making, and they're swinging for the. Fences. I also just think that the 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 first movie is way more creatively interest, interesting than this movie. But they've this removed is, the creativity from this one and added the humor. The first one's funny. Yeah, it is. It is. But I think what they're going for here is. Mm. I just think that I just think that band at this point in his career has felt fallen into a pattern, which is like mm-hmm. let's find one location and make a movie at that one one location because ninety percent of this movie is is at the house. I think it's way less interesting than the fir- than the first movie. I had such a more fun time. Oh, I really? think there were I think there were things in Future Cop One that I thought were cooler, but like 
I had a I had a way more fun time. I had a fun time because I think oh, I had a fun time because I was hanging out with my friends again. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't think that, but uh, but uh, talking about like the thing that was exciting about Future Cop One is it's a kitchen sink movie where you can feel yeah. Charles Band is so excited to make a movie and he's putting all of his crazy science fiction ideas into the movie because he's so excited to be making something. And look at this is cool and let's do this and we jump over here and yeah, this movie felt way detective. slower than the first and it doesn't yeah. have that energy. It doesn't have that energy to it. It feels this movie feels lazy as fuck. Yeah. It skates by on the charm of everybody in it. Yeah. It skates by on the charm of everything in it. And I'm not saying I don't like this movie. I had a great time. Yeah. All I'm saying is when you look at the two movies, the two movies in uh, comparatively, this movie is so made by a much lazier filmmaker than the dude that made the, fir- the and first And I don't movie. think, but like, you, like you had a great time with this movie, but I don't know how much, whether you would have had as good a time with this movie if you hadn't seen Future Yeah. Film. You're bringing all of the because, yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. I don't think. Like it doesn't stand, stand on its own enough. I agree. I agree. It but doesn't like have what any this movie new has. It doesn't have any new ideas. What this movie does. It's the, just really. The tap back button, excuse me. <laughs> but that's. The tap back button is just a plot mechanic. Yeah, it's not it's actually an, an idea, right? Um, because they just do the slow second thing just exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, 100%. Got to bring back the hits. But you, do something new with it, add something to it. All I can say is. I loved this because it felt like a group of actors who r- actually enjoy spending time together. They're getting the band back together. Making yeah. a film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and no, yeah. That, that part I think we all agree on. I think it's just, yeah, I think we had a good time with it because it's our friends. We had a good time with it because they did a good job. Yeah. But objectively, this movie is not as good as the first one. Like, no. Jack Death. All right, so Iron Eagle, Jack Death. Doesn't give a fuck about that role. Oh, that's a, that's just a that's a payday. And yeah. also, he probably worked like he probably worked less on that movie than he worked on this. Movie. Yeah, Jack Death on this film, he's having a fucking. Everybody's ball. having a great time. Yeah, yeah. and that, they but all literally, are. that's the only thing the movie has going for it. I love is it. That everybody's having a great time. I I that imbues like when we watched the Wraith, when I could see the our villain yeah. playing yeah. off Randy Quaid. And and when I realized that, I was like, I'm so much more into this movie because yeah. they're having fun while they're yeah. doing it. Inside the Coder's tent, only the hatch cover has made it. It's a big shiny thing, a two-seater, says McNulty. They figure out the other agent probably activated her tap back switch while Lena basically figures it out. McNulty kind of drops the bomb that the other transfer hunter is Jack's wife. Because Jack doesn't care at all and he needs to get him to care. Yeah, and Lena's like, what the fuck, you Tommy? she died. And then McNulty kind of does the their explanation. This is like the third time that this yeah. has been explained to us already. Death goes to Greenwald Garden Center. He does. He talks to a manager and tells him that he's got one of their trucks. The manager says it was stolen a few days ago. Wait, is the garden center actually called Greenwald Garden Center? It's just, a, it's like a, so I, there's a couple of different Greenwald places that we see in the movie. Yeah. The movie is not clear about where things are and what things are, but like, so there's the mental institution, mm. right? Which seems like it's on the same location as the garden center. It's not, I don't think, I don't think it I is. I don't think they are in the movie world, but I think they've, they've blended those two locations. I think they shot at a, they shot at like a garden center, like a yum. It actually looks like a fucking lumber yard because there's all these piles of lumber everywhere. Yeah, but what about when they're going through the plants later? It's that's just, meant to be on the, in the mental in, in asylum. I think that that's a different place. Uh, okay. I think it's the same place. Because otherwise, why doesn't Jack figure it out like they, it later they figure yeah. out that, men, that there's a mental institution yeah right? so anyway so he's going to garden world did either of you notice the massive continuity issue in this scene uh his hair yeah did you know kira didn't notice i thought he um, he went to put on his business hair <laughs> no 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 
His hair is slicked back, but we haven't got to the big moment where Death slicks his hair back yet. Yeah, but I thought, <laughs> no, I thought no, no, that no. was him just make, on the job. No, no, no. They make such a big deal yeah. of him going to a drawer, opening it out, taking gel. Showing gel the gel. Out. Yeah. So clearly this I've scene jealous, clearly yeah. this scene was moved. Yeah. It makes it was no meant sense to come to later in back though. Well, what you would have is a lot more. So the way that the movie's structured is we keep cutting between Jack and Greenwald, Jack and Greenwald, Jack yeah. and Greenwald, right? And I think that what happened is in the edit is that they had a big Greenwald section, and so they took a scene from later uh, that they could plug that they could yeah, plug yeah, earlier. Yeah. yeah. So Death has a completely different look. He's wearing the trench coat. He's got his hair slicked back. And I then thought the that next, was just his work look. No, it kind of works. It's of kind of. And then in the next scene, he's back to dry hair. Yeah, Squidland. I did notice that. Yeah. But also, I want to go to this garden centre. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the manager doesn't know anything about it, but Ramon might, might know. He calls him over. Uh, he dri- He's driving a forklift. Ramon, oh, my God, acting. They just pulled a random guy off the street for those lines? Or <laughs> I, I love these characters. Yeah. They're good fun. They've got, their, the whole, they've got a lot of business. They've, they've got, got a, a pre-existing relationship. Yeah. 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 Ramon didn't see nothing before he got hit. Um, and then more teleporting trances. Because yeah. the transfer starts driving uh, the forklift at death. Now, can I just ask you guys, who does that look like on the back of that VHS cover? Is there a relatively famous actor that you think that looks like? Not off the top of my head. No. Maybe someone with a ponytail who does karate. Well, you think that looks like Steven Seagal? Yeah. It does look like Steven Seagal. I mean, they have a similar hair shape. Yeah. Well, when I saw that, I thought Steven Seagal may have done a bit in this. And... Okay. When Ramon popped up, I was like, oh, he looks familiar. And then when he turns into his tra- into a trancer, I was severely let down because I thought that was Steven Seagal. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ramon punches death and then death is pinned by a forklift to some lumber and he bites his one second watch. I mean, he could just lift that pallet out of the way, right? Because he's not actually locked in. <laughs> no, isn't the pallet in the like forks? Oh, <laughs> it's just a piece of wood sitting on top. In fact, when he lifts his arm up to yeah. bite the one second watch, you can just see that he could just flip that up and step <laughs> out. Also, yeah, why not just hit him with the forks? I don't know. Well, he missed. Um, so this one second, ten second thing that happens here with the one second watch, <laughs> it doesn't feel as good, good? as the first no, time. No, it's so it rushed. Feels like it so feels rushed. like it's not even really in slow motion. It's just the actors it's acting not slowly. for a lot of it. It's 100%. literally just the actors acting slowly. Like de- like Tim Thomason, when he elbow chops the pallet, which he does in a second and gets out, he's also in slow motion for some reason. Like I understand in the first movie he moves a little bit slower, but he moves like he's in slow motion. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody else just stops moving. Everybody else is just standing still. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't like last time they had a mixture of people just standing still and like they they were standing still and then it was shot in slow motion. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this time it feels like nothing was shot in slow slow motion where this is all just like high school acting class. They also had like people moving in this one when the slow second comes. People basically yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't work very well. But did you notice that in this slow second, uh, the guy who's like stuck in the slow second, notices death move. Yeah, but he kind of tracks him move. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about the re- we'll talk about the next part. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's as big as you think it is. Okay. I think you're trying to do do a me, and I don't think you got it. Um, <laughs> set anyway, up. Set up. Set up. So death runs behind them, but then waits for them to turn around before he shoots them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> waits for the long second to almost run out. And did you notice? 
that Death's gun is never pointing at them. No. No? What? Death, when Death is firing his gun at the trances, it's always off to the side of them. <laughs> you notice it more when he's shooting the second guy. Is when that a film thing because you can't point a gun at someone? It's because he's firing blanks and because they're quite close to him, so he can't point the gun directly at them. Did you notice him check his watch during the slow second? To see how long he had left? Yeah, that does not make sense. And also he waits till they turn around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like there's milliseconds going on his watch. Like, is he counting the milliseconds? We we paid for 10 seconds worth of slow motion. We have to use all of it. (laughs) Also, we need this movie to run 86 minutes. So we're going to stretch the shit out as long as we can. (laughs) It is a longer movie than the first first movie. Mm. Is Is it like a two hour movie? It's 86 minutes. Yeah, okay. You know how I just said it's 86 minutes? I did not hear that. You didn't say it. You're a liar. He uh, did. Do not (laughs) subscribe. I won't give it here. They singe out and there is uh, two old ladies watching. Don't worry, ladies. They're biodegradable. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I forgot about that. Those ladies? Charles Band's mother and Charles Band's mother-in-law. Oh, are you serious? That's fantastic. Yeah, so they just straight up witnessed a murder and then the murderer looked at them and said, hey, don't worry, brandishing the gun, like, very cavalierly. Those people just probably develop post-traumatic stress syndrome. Or they just walked out with those plants. And <laughs> yeah. They're gonna get That's what I would they're do. They're also about to see bodies just disappear. So. <laughs> yeah, well, they true. did see the body. Yeah. The body's already singed down yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, their minds are gone. They think they have dementia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back at Greenworld, uh, Trotter inspects the patients and Alice is missing because – there's a gap in the line where Alice should be standing. <laughs> the patients didn't close up that gap. They just always stand in the same uh, places. I guess they always stand in the same places. Just blocking, just weird blocking. So good. Um, at the barn, the rest of the TCL chamber is here, missing a hatch door, obviously. Did we miss the point where she went and did the tap back button? Yes, we talked about it like 40 minutes Fuck ago. Fuck my brain is fried <laughs> this morning. Holy shit. Charlie's coming towards the barn with Rabbit and another orderly. And Alice uses her long second watch to run past them so that they don't look in the barn. See, this is what I was setting up before. They don't see her I where really they see. I really don't think that that's a thing. It's <laughs> they not, do. So not a thing. They do. He tracks him and follows him back. And then in the next one, they don't notice her. Yeah. We do actually get two slow motion pieces in this section. There is some slow motion photography. Oh, the things they drop. Why do they drop those things? I don't Why know. is yeah. being I thought they were going to come back and get watch. them and realize the door was open, but no. Nah. Why does being hit with the long second watch make you make clumsy. you drop a clipboard and a walkie-talkie? Uh, and are they saying you know that physical because items? Because that's the only slow motion we can afford. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are they saying that physical items have motion once it Separate goes Separate inertia? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, um, they chase her down and, and sedate her and don't look in the barn. No, not at all. Because- she didn't come from there. Reasons. They didn't see oh, her yeah, run out of it. Back at Casa Ashby. <laughs> <laughs> I love the moment when you guys realize I'm doing a runner. Yeah. It's always a good time. <laughs> uh, Lena is using a computer connected to other computers across a distributed network to look up information about Greenworld. The internet's an exciting thing. It is. Uh, teen, teen Nolte. Um, has a cigar now. It's kind of fun. She's having fun. I think this is actually a really good performance. Yeah. I think that she's doing having a ball playing Big Nolte. Yeah, she does a good job. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy the whole Future Cop family that is in this scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a really good dynamic that they have on this team. And this is where they learn that Greenwald has detox centres that they take people off the streets and mental hospitals and train them to work in the ecology movement. And it's but run. Who's, who's doing this, Ken? Who's running it? It's run by E.D. Wardo. E.D. Wardo? I wonder what that could be a pseudonym for. Whistler's brother. <laughs> Eduardo Whistler? He's creating a transfer farm. Hap is nervous that they keep firing fastballs at him, man. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Hap. And then... Uh, oh, wait. If they if their plan succeeded and they sent back the new council member, here's the thing: is nobody seems intru- oh, like okay. So Hap was attacked at the be- at the beginning, yeah. But I feel like that was just an attack on like death and yeah. And also, why give the game away if you're just gonna build a trans? See, this the thing is, is that the plot of the movie doesn't ma- well, matter nothing, anything nothing, to the plot nothing, of the movie. I mean, it's just it's just. The plot only exists so that we can hang out and <laughs> say lines like, um, like it's like singeing trances is hard enough without dragging a teenage girl along. Oh, God, there are some fucking banger lines coming and up this soon. This is where Death opens up a random drawer to find gel and yep. slicks back his dry squid hair into his proper Jack Death hair. Oh, so good. Inside this teenage girl is a 42 year old tough cop. Phrasing. Wait. <laughs> I was so slow to click on that. Wait for for you both to catch up. Oh, my God. I was there. I just didn't laugh at your jokes. (laughs) I know. I know that. I saw you get it. I was waiting for Brody. (laughs) I'm such a silly man. While you're a girl, you should try and act like a lady. And he pulls us. Oh, yeah. What a misogynistic, but not misogynistic. Yeah, Yeah, especially 16-year-old girls who definitely smoke cigars. We endorse that. 16-year-old blonde (laughs) girls that are playing like... 42-year-old Jewish man. (laughs) (laughs) This movie. What the fuck is happening? Uh, Lena wants Death to be careful and he leaves. He speeds into a like bridged part of their driveway, which I thought was the garage. So I was real confused for a second. Yeah. (laughs) At Greenwald, Alice tries to appeal to Rabbit, but Rabbit uh, isn't really impressed. And they have a little chat. And Rabbit isn't really impressed with how Greenwald is run. He knows. And we find out why he's called Rabbit. Because mm-hmm. he used to jump in front of car headlights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Rabbit. He's a rabbit in the justice for Rabbit. No justice for Rabbit. <laughs> how many crazy people do you know that are making $63 a week, Brody? <laughs> five. I know five. And they're all nuts. Alice <laughs> tells him she's from the future. Yeah, that's he, a great way to get him. Like you're in a. You're, you're trying to convince this man that you are not crazy. You're trying to convince a crazy man that you are not crazy by telling him that you are from the future. Yeah, yeah that's definitely going to work. I also, just unfortunately landed in a time. Also, <laughs> massive Terminator Two vibes. Yeah, Sarah Connor in the mental institution. Was that around <laughs> at this time? It's already after. It's a year because she even looks like it's a year before Sarah this. Connor a bit. So. Transistor 2 is a year after Terminator 2. Ha! Interesting, Charles Band. Charles Band made a sequel to his Terminator ripoff a year after the sequel to the Terminator. That's so (laughs) obvious. Fuck. Ken, sometimes I think you need a club to hit me over the head with. Write the thing that you're trying to get through to me and then smack me across the head with it. That's why I verbally smack him across the face with it. People like it. People say it's a good time, bro. Fucking hell. Oh, dear. You're the everyman. Everyone loves to yell at uh, as yeah. they listen to the podcast. Yeah. I'm the dumb Trust friend. me, I've heard rumors. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Oh Too much God. energy this for this podcast. This podcast has gone completely off the road. <laughs> very start. Chaos brings a crowd, man. Anyway, Trotter and Pyle talk to Wardo about Alice. 
they've put her into an examination room. They're sending her back to the mental institution because she's a troublemaker. And then Wardo comes in to talk to her and spots her watch and knows that she's from the future. Because he knows what that watch is. She needs special care. Mm. Uh, so they're going to transfer her to the high. Uh, I, you know what? I didn't fucking write it down. The other at wing point, where I was, I'm. At this point, I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. The other wing where I brainwash people and give the them different drugs. part. The, it's a different level of brainwashing. There's yeah. many levels to the brainwashing, and we're going to take it to the extreme brainwashing. Yeah. Out front. The, oh oh my God. the best <laughs> the series of events happened. Oh my God. They're wheeling her on a stretcher to a van. Just on the street. Yeah. Uh, just literally on the street. Yeah. And then Jack just pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know it's her yet. He just pulls up on the street randomly. He has no idea where any of this shit is. And then this he just fucking wait, brilliant. Wait. And then he just pulls a gun and kills a dude. They're not even trances. We don't know if they're trances yet. You know what's great and about this? And then he puts Alice on <laughs> the stretcher into the passenger seat and drives away. belts are up too. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know what though? It's because he is an experienced detective that he knew all of these things and he knew he had to get her out of there. But you know that he doesn't know that because he checks when later he's like, are you who I think you are? It's like, if you didn't know for sure, then you just stole a crazy person. You just stole a woman. (laughs) You just killed a man and stole a woman. So after this scene, they they cut to another road and they pull over to talk. Let me talk. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you jump in in a second. But so she's kind of confused. The greatest single line is coming up. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) Wait, wait. Here we go. Are you who I think you are? I mean, Phil looks exactly like <laughs> Exactly Death, the same. So Scarless, though. Welcome to Old California, Alice. I'm your husband, Jack Death. And then, oh my fucking oh God. Oh my God, who greets someone like this? This is the <laughs> best. Wait, Jack, it is you. The only man I ever had sex with. <laughs> and oh. then she passes out. Oh. And ja- wait, she passes out and Jack says, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> are you who I think you are? Are you who I think you are? Stillwell, Alice B. Welcome to old California, Alice. I'm your husband, Jack Death. Oh my God, Jack, it is you. The only man I ever had sex with. Wasn't that bad? Stopped the movie. I was laughing for the next five scenes. In literally, what circumstances that how you greet your husband? I stopped laughing and then started laughing oh thinking about that it's line. It's only been six months. Oh, my God. For her, it's been like oh how long? Wait, we're, we're like peeking out. <laughs> oh. We're actually too loud right now. <laughs> That was that the was single just insanity. Oh, the look that she gives him while she says that line makes that line so much better. It's like the the genuine like earnesty that she's trying to pull off as a character, but like real world, that is the most fucking ridiculous thing that anyone could say ever in their life. This is like it's she's it's like, like it's ten this times is what more a thirteen insane. year old like thinks about yes. like as a yes. story for like I'm a hero. This yeah. is this is a thirteen year old boy think that writing the actor a script that plays teenage McNulty wrote this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in, you. It's 
What? It's ten times. It's even ten times more insane than the fucking ethereal union. Yeah, yeah it like, is. It's just fucking it's nuts. Like, Hi, you I'm your husband, f- Jack Des. Like, how is that your response to that? <laughs> You pulled up a great thing when we first in the line. It's been six months for her. Yeah. It's been like, it's six months, right? That's yeah. what she says. Yeah. It's been six months since they've seen each other. If it had been like the seven years that he's been there, yeah. it would still be weird, but it would be a little a, more oh logical God, because no. it would be a little bit more like. Need, it's just, for some reason they just need, it's like it's like the screenwriter is like, hey, wait a second. We need to set up that, that this is the, we need to set up that this is the only person that Alice has ever loved. I know what we'll do. We'll have her say, oh, he's the only man I ever had sex with. Guys, look, I know you As think I'm cringe. It just makes no sense. Like, yeah, and oh, my God. You know, I know you think I'm cringe for mentioning it, but this dialogue is straight out of anime. Like, this dialogue is straight out of anime. Like, yeah, I've heard like this shit said yeah, yeah, in anime before. Yeah, it feels before. like it's been translated from another language. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the, the comment within the comment. That's yeah. what you're saying. It's yeah. like, this is not English's first language. 100%. Yeah. Is Charles Ban English? Uh, For his first language? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, well, and Italian. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe but that's not the reason. That's, that's not, not why. That is not why. Let's not slag off Charles Band. He did not write the dialogue. He's no, the director. We're still picking out. We're literally, we're like blowing up. I hope we're not just, I hope we're not just starting. If we're just starting, too bad. Why the fuck are you doing listening to us anyway? Back at Greenwell. We're uh, too excited by the terrible, are. terrible dialogue. By this great movie. Watto knows Jack will come back and wants to turn all of the patients into full-time activists, aka trances. <laughs> Just looking at my notes, I just have, ha, 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 the only man I've ever had sex with. Ha, 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 that line, that line is so good. That line gives me life. What is wrong with you? Oh. Are you sure you didn't write this line? Yeah, right? <laughs> Back at Villa de Ashby. Uh, death has made drinks while Alice slips into some of Lena's clothes. Never dress your other wife in the clothes of your current wife. That is a rookie mistake <laughs> for having two yep. wives. Um, it's only been six months for um, Alice. I need to just. Uh, <laughs> oh, hello. What? It's a rookie mistake for having two wives. Yeah, from that time that I had a second wife. Was in the past. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's only been Is six months. Is there something I need to know? No, 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 no. I signed a legal document that says I've never been married before. It's all good. <laughs> um, it's only been six months for Alice, and she has no idea that Jack's been there for six years. Alice has two of the pills that she took from the transfer farm. Um, and we learned, yes, that her ancestor was a mental patient, so she's been trapped the whole time. And she tells him about the TCL chamber in the barn. Death tries to kind of tell her that she's dead, but she cuts him off. And then they make out, and Lena walks in. <laughs> yeah, no. Also, like, no, so no. Through, through the running kind of gag of two wives, wacky, that goes on for, like, the rest of this movie now, every time that, that Alice kisses Jack Jack acts like he got jumped on yeah but he kisses her back so, so hard <laughs> it's, it's so, very so much, hard yeah. he this is what i'm saying like he is loving the fact that yeah. he's playing a character with two wives yeah um and then so death goes to talk to lena and this whole scene is just fucking gold this yeah. is just amazing she threw her arms around me before i could stop her did he uh, look like you were trying to stop her from the inside out. Yes, such a good line. Um, Death tells Lena it's his other wife. You're a, you're a bigamist. Is that what that word means? Bigamist? Bigamist? Does she not mean polygamist? Uh, I don't know. Bigamist? Bigamy? 
Bigamy is two wives, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, bigamy is two wives. Oh, okay. There's yeah, and then and then yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, sh- uh, it's okay because his other wife is leaving in two days. Can't she just let it slide until then? What the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah, wait, everything's like like three like like th- like like throuple. <laughs> <laughs> Had to handle a lot being married to someone from the future, Jack, but two wives? Lena, what am I supposed to do? She won't be here long enough for a Mexican divorce, even if I wanted to. Even if you wanted to. I've had to handle a lot of things being married to someone from the future, but two wives? (laughs) This whole reaction doesn't make sense because the thing is she knows the situation. She knows that his wife died before she met him. And that that was one of the things he was upset about. And that's one of the things he didn't want to say. Like that he, is a great pickup. Like, so she should be a little bit more understanding that he would have an emotional reaction in saying to that, though, meeting up with his, his, his dead, dead wife. wife yeah. In saying like, that, though, she is entirely too understanding. Like, too quickly, I feel. She's never understand. Like By the she, end of this scene, ang- she gets comfortable, but then he fucks up again. Kind of, she, yeah. She keeps, so, get, she keeps acting like he's cheating uh, on her in this situation. But he is. But he's, it's it's the kind of thing where there should be a little bit more of a... No, there should be more restraint on his behalf going, He didn't okay, break up with her. She died. Yeah, but he could still go, I'm still married to another woman. Like, this is not okay. She died. He has zero restraint. He has it's just zero. Different. He it's, has. I mean, the opposite the of restraint. Is, is he that, is totally is into it. If it was up to Jack, he would just continue to have two wives. Yeah, hundo pay. Hundo pay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's there's there's reasons to be mad at him, but there's like they need like they. I, sh- I get what you're should, saying. There should be a bit more of a wrestle about it in in Lena being okay, yeah. but that, jealous. Yeah, but, I, but just, I think that he's the, fucking up. they need again. I think that you're right. There's not enough nuance. Yeah. Oh, there's, to that this, to in, that in performance. <laughs> I mean, Helen Hunt's great. Yeah, Helen Hunt makes the most absurd shit work because she's Helen Hunt. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, it, but he'd just be acting a fool. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Get a Mexican divorce? I have to look up what a Mexican divorce <laughs> what is. That? Because I was like, okay, that feels like something I should know about. So in the mid twentieth century, so meaning the nineteen fifties, <laughs> yeah, um, some Americans traveled to Mexico to obtain a Mexican divorce because it was faster and easier to get divorced in <laughs> Mexico than it was in the United States. Because in the United States, you had to like have cause, yeah, you had to have a reason, right? Uh, like a like an actual kind of legal reason to get divorced, whereas you could just go to Mexico and get divorced. So celebrities used to do it. Celebrities used to go get Mexican divorced. So uh, list of celebrities that got Mexican divorced. <laughs> uh, Catherine, he- what? I love that you've prepared this. No, no, no. Please go on. Catherine Hepburn, uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Marilyn Monroe, Charlie Chaplin, Jane Mansfield, uh, Stanley Kubrick, and uh, and a bunch of other people. So uh, if you get Mexican the, divorce, the more you know, give. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get Mexican divorce, are you then also yes, divorced actually, in America? You're legally, yeah, you're legally divorced. Yeah, when you divorce right. in one country, it's recognised in the United States, but it's harder to get a divorce. I so see. it's basically like a quickie divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love knowing that Charlie Chaplin was not just his goofy self that he was on TV. Like the more I found out about on his TV. life, you know what I mean? Under on, on pictures. <laughs> when I find out anything about his life, it's just like, oh, you're not just a clown that you were on in movies. No. Death needs Lena to be on his side. Hap is falling apart. Is he? And McNulty's a jerk and Alice is drugged. He doesn't need her flipping out on him. 
if I catch you kissing that teenager again, I'll kick your ass. Also, just just for the record, Megan Ward, 22, Tim Thomason, 46. Yeah, no wonder Jack Death is having a great time. <laughs> a grocery van arrives at the house. Sure, just let people in while there's life attempts going well, on. Death does pull a gun on the guy, but it's okay because it's Hab's deli guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't he know that? Yeah. Wouldn't he? He's lived with him for six, six years. Hey, it's my deli guy. Hap is trying to sneak booze into the house. Uh, Death sends the deli guy on his way and Hap is ready for the final shower. (laughs) He can see it coming and he wants one more game before he goes. Oh, man, it's baseball crazy. Yeah, baseball, Chekhov's baseball game. Uh, (laughs) McNulty spots a strange ham. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Why is this ham stuffed like a turkey? He may have said, why is this ham ticking? And Death throws it out the window. It explodes. Deli guy is a trancer. <laughs> death singes him real quick and Hap starts chugging down vodka. In this movie, there are the main cast on the good side and trancers. Yeah. Everyone who you see who is, is tr- not part is, of that team is a trancer. Is a trancer. Um, Besides the, the, the old ladies. The trancers, the, uh, Jack killing a trancer gets Alice all hot and she jumps Jack. That's right. <laughs> Lena walks in. Which, of course. And we, then we get the lines. Jack, you son of a bitch! Lena, don't jump to conclusions. You're the one doing all the jumping, Jack. Why does she keep butting in on us? Because I happen to be his wife. So am I. <laughs> oh, my God. You know that you had a good day? Down at the word mill when you wrote that line. Yeah, fucking oh. When you write down line, at the word mill, when you I write you. a line like that, you can take the rest of the <laughs> afternoon off. <laughs> Did you take the rest of the afternoon off after you wrote that line? As a treat. Yep. <laughs> Two wives. It's so wacky. Um, uh, Brody, which one would you choose? Oh, are you kidding? Is that even a question? I don't know. Guys, Andre, let's just say who we would choose. One, two, three. Helen Hunt. I knew you guys weren't going to say anything. I don't know none of you guys are going to say anything. I don't know. Mm, anyway. So what happens next in the movie? <laughs> next time someone hands you an exploding ham, I'm going to pass the mustard. You write, a line, you write a line like that. You take the afternoon off. You start the weekend early. <laughs> Death talks to Lena. It's now daytime, but they're acting like they just walked out of the last scene, which was nighttime, and continuing their conversation. Yeah, the time periods jump around a bit. Death wants her to understand. Alice will die if she goes back up the line. Lena sympathizes and then goes to talk to Alice to kind of clear the air, which does not go well. Alice <laughs> thinks that Lena is in the way. This movie did Wait, really but, not but pass so the before, Bechdel test. Before this conversation is when they both find out that they're both his wife, right? Like this is where... Two wives! Where, 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 <laughs> Lena, where Helen Hunt's this, character... This should be called Trances to Two Wives. Yeah, yeah. so this is two where... Two of death. So Helen Hunt's character says that she's his wife too and his dead wife... Doesn't react in any kind of shock and horror. <laughs> She's just like, I'm his wife too. Like, yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't question why they're not together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she kind of does, but but she but doesn't. Not really. Yeah. She doesn't really. She just reacts like, well, I'm his wife too. Like, yeah. so shut up. Yeah. But not like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, 
she should be very confused in that moment because as far as she knows, he was oh he she she went back in time, he went back in time yeah. and they're still together. She doesn't know she's died. My thinking is that and she so, assumes- and, then, and then afterwards when her explanation is I, I don't understand why they sent him back seven years before me. But from her perspective, okay, so they sent him so he's been stuck here for seven years, but he knew that he was coming back to her alive yeah. and in the meantime he decided to get married to this other chick. Oh yeah. Like that's something you should be pissed off at him about, shouldn't you? At least a little bit, or at least want some explanation. Oh well if anybody answered anybody in this movie, there yeah. would be no wacky. It's just so much like fun miscommunication. <laughs> Like, Normally that frustrates me, but I'm this good made with this the, movie. I'm good with the wacky. I'm happy with the wacky. I just think that there should have been wives. a little bit more nuance in the way the wives <laughs> reacted to these things. Look, I, I think in movie the justification in in Mrs. Death 1 is that he you was You know, you could just back. use her name. I'm trying Alice. to pull out the two faces of death line oh, that I okay, said before right. and you guys didn't laugh at. <laughs> it's not really a bit. It's on the cover of the yeah. tape. I think her in... Well, justification is either he's been trapped back there and has moved on with his life or he's been sent back there and this is what his ancestor was doing. I don't think that that's – if that's it. I think that's, that's between the lines. I don't think that's said anywhere I don't in the think movie. That I don't think there's anything between the lines in this movie. <laughs> I don't think there's anything in the text that's that. That would make yeah. sense, but that's not in the text. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Alice and Lena debate who is in, who's the important one to Jack and Alice breaks the news to Lena that Jack is headed back to the future. Two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> Lena packs her bags and leaves and leaves death a dear John note. And then McNulty has news. Hap is on the lamb as well. And uh, he took the vet. <laughs> Hap has gone full gear and brought all of the baseball stuff he needs yep. at a sporting goods store. They, I laugh so much at, at Hap and his baseball. Dude, the if, whole you're baseball gonna, if you think you're about to be taken out, I'm getting fucking drunk and buying a full baseball outfit. I mean. And stealing a vet and then going playing baseball with some The bums. baseball outfit and the vet, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. At Greenworld, Wardo inspects his new trances. He wants them out on the street. Pyle thinks that some of them aren't ready. Pyle? Is that his actual name? Dr. Pyle, yeah. Oh, like Gomer and Pyle. Um, well, Gomer Pyle. Yeah, sorry. Um, did you notice the uniforms in this? Mm, I didn't that the, write them down. That the second in command chick is wearing the exact same suit as the doctor, and then the third in command guy is wearing the same uniforms oh, as all the trances. That's a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah it was really, really nice. Really nice. Terminate the ones that can't perform. <laughs> in the greenhouse, Wardo is growing future plants that are dying, and uh, Pyle blames an orderly, which I think is meant to be. I think he's blaming Rabbit, but. They never make that. Well, that's connection. why he becomes. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A but they never really again. make that. Connect, they didn't yeah. never make that clear. And honestly, I think it was Pyle that fucked up, and he blamed Robert. I agree. <laughs> but can um, I just say that this yep. scene are the plants like being fertilized with blood? Is that what they're saying? Uh, yeah, it's real loose. I also did think maybe that was true, but yeah. Okay. Also, Doctor Wardo's holding a uh, handkerchief to his mouth and wearing gloves. Because yeah. He's pretending like to the be. Smell. He's pretending to be Howard Hughes. Yeah, but like, <laughs> so, so I think what they're saying is that the the drug is made with this plant that they fertilize with blood that they've pumped full of the drug. I don't know. I don't yeah, know, it's I don't a weird know. circle. But also, know. the baddies in this film get like two minutes of actual screen time, but they, they fucking get, they, they get, fucking bring it. They get more time than Whistler. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. We never, but come, even, we never, even, almost never in the original movie, except for like when Whistler is introduced, do we cut to Whistler doing something? Yeah. In this movie, like they set up, they actually set up the villain properly. But what I'm saying is even, even the Whistler character, even with his small time, like they go for it. Every single baddie goes for it when, yeah. when he, they're well, throwing the pots around. They're fucking really well, just go, like, they know they have very little time on screen and they're, they're just playing. Um, because they're well, pros. All, well, Jeffrey Combs is like already a horror legend. At yeah. This point. So literally, I think he's just hanging out and getting a payday. Like his reaction he when he gets the pot do. thrown at him is so over the top. I love it. But the thing is, is that if you had seen any other movie where Jeffrey Combs is in and know that that's Jeffrey Combs, he is like always memorable and over the top. Mm. And he, when I say he has nothing to do in this movie, like he is so restrained compared yeah. to the way that you normally see him play roles. Like him as Dr. Herbert West is like, is fucking iconic. Like it's just iconic cinema. The funny thing is, is his subtlety is really amazing in this because he's like, he's paralleling everything the female baddie does, Yeah, but it's not drawn attention to. And he, he has these little glances where he's like copying her and like watching her. Yeah. It's really good. On Skid Row, Death and Alice look for happy his old haunts. They talk about old times, like the time that they took out a transfer in New Chicago and caused a blackout <laughs> and had to spend the night product testing in a mattress factory. <laughs> this is where I've stopped entirely taking notes and just are on just, board just, with this just, movie. Just let it wash over you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they spot, and wash, it does. They spot a Greenwald van feeding the homeless and abducting the ones that complain. And decide to steal the van. The guy. <laughs> the way they put the homeless people in the van. So it's comic gold. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The guy in the yellow hat is Helen Hunt's father. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. The guy behind him with the pipe is Albert Band, Charlie Band's father. They literally have just not only families. just their friends, they've just got their families together. Death pays a guy for a coat. That's Charles Band in a week. Oh, yes. <laughs> I need to go have a look at what this man looks like. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's going to try and no violence. And then he just walks over there and does violence. He yeah. just punches the dude. <laughs> Alice shoots two guys while he's stealing the van because one of them jumps on the front of the van. Megan Ward fires a gun like she's never even seen a gun before. <laughs> like, it is so awkward. She's never fired a fucking gun before, and they gave her no training on how to fire a gun. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's awkward. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Hat pulls up in the vet to uh, uh, an empty lot where some homeless people are hanging out and forces them all to play baseball for booze. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. I thought we were going to get our um, old mate back again. Wasn't it the guy from Community in, in the first one? Oh, you thought it was going to be the same homeless oh, guys? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no it's, it's different homeless guys. In the van, uh, death is all out of ideas to find Hap. And this is where Alice kind of finally puts, you know, two and two together because Jack keeps on saying were instead of are in relation to their marriage. Mm. Um, and then, of course, she tries to jump him again. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And... Because Lena's not there to catch them. Mm. You never know where Lena might be. And um, uh, uh, the radio goes off. The Greenwald henchmen have spotted the vet. In the bottom of the first strike, Hap's having uh, trouble wrangling the drunks. <laughs> Who's playing first base? Yeah. <laughs> We're both playing first base. The old man batting? Tim Thomason's father. <laughs> it's just everybody's parents. Fuck yeah. Do you reckon they did it for free? 
Oh, they probably did Charlie, it for cheap. I mean, Charlie doesn't pay shit. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. He was just like, let's but, bring our families in. They can be in the movie. They love then, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll just fuck yeah. Know. That's the way shit gets done. Just feed them and they'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, some trances do show up and most of the drunks bolt and Hap pitches a bottle at a trancer. Jack shows up. Oh, yeah, that was a good shot. Yeah. Jack shows up in a... These trances, like, are so awkward. Yeah, I know. Like, the trances in the first movie are awkward, but the trances in this movie, like, the, just the way they move is so weird. It's also weird because the trances in the first one, before they turned full zombie, had some semblance of humanity, where mm. these ones seem to be full automatons before they, they zombify out. Yeah, because they're, they're... You know, I mean, they're a new breed of trances, and mm. yeah, anyway. Jack shows up in the van, shoots the trances... Hap jumps in the van and then death and the vet, uh, death jumps in the vet and they split up to go back to the to the house. And then on TV at the house, the Sadie Brady show is on. <laughs> and Sadie is played by fucking scream queen Barbara Crampton, who has maybe the brightest blue eyes that I've ever seen in my life. Um She's also in most of the movies that I mentioned that Jeffrey Combs is in. She's another like horror icon. Yeah, okay. Um, She's in Reanimator. She's in From Beyond. She's in Robot Wars. She's in Castle Freak. She's in Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. She was also on Soap Operas, The Bold and the Beautiful, and The Young and the Restless. Um, She's become a film producer as as her career has gone on. Weapon. Um, She produced the remake of Castle Freak that is a Charles Band movie that she was in in the 80s. Mad. Um, and she's still acting. She's still to this day acting. What a fucking weapon. She's in the movie um, Jacob's Wife that I mentioned last not, week. Not Jacob's Ladder. Not Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> Jacob's Wife that I mentioned last week that Robert Russler right. is is in. Um, Sam Punk is also in that movie and I forgot to mention that. Huh. Sam Punk's in that movie. Yeah, Sam Punk is in is in Jacob's Wife. That's I really want to. Yeah, I, I would really like to watch some of Sam Punk's stuff. And yeah. see what he's like as an actor. Yeah, um, his promos. He's in a fair few things. His hey. promos are incredible, so he's got to be halfway decent, you would think. Yeah, I think he plays a cop in that movie. I um, love Sam Punk. Yeah, I love Barbara, Barbara Crampton. She's like one of my favorites. She's in so much stuff. She's, is she like kind great. of the old school horror queens that are like yeah. super beautiful? She's, yeah, so she's a yeah. She started in soaps, classic look. Kind got of in, thing. got into horror. She's blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, she's a good looking woman. She is naked a lot in those in those yeah, in those of movies. Course. Scream queen. Um, yeah, she is an absolute scream queen. She embraces that role and she's never stopped doing horror. She yeah. loves horror. She loves being in horror movies. Back in the day, though, and then she also does a bunch of. She's also done a bunch of TV and came back to soap operas mm. and did soap operas and stuff. And yeah, and now is a now is a is producing movies as well as as well as being in them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but back in the day, those horror movies were very sexy movies, weren't they? They were less about they like had, they had gore, but they were also they had parts of like I mean, very sexual. Reanimator parts. is super gory, yeah. as well as. Also having yeah. a lot of nudity. The nudity is part of the selling. Yeah, it's to part get the, of the genre. The, to yeah. get the people in the door to yeah. look at look at the nakedness and then shock them with the gore. Yeah, um, she's there in Reanimator. She is naked when there is gore. Yeah, but it's, that's that's the thing. Like that was always part of the genre. You know how we talked about 
I don't know if you remember this, but when we the very first time I mentioned Reanimator, which I think was on the uh, first Future Cop episode, mm. there is the the scene in that movie that is the notorious scene that everybody talks yeah. about. She is naked in that notorious scene. Ah, yeah. right. And she's interviewing in the movie, this movie, she as Sadie Brady, <laughs> she is interviewing Wardo on her show because he is the leader of the militant Wardo. wing of the environmental. Wardo. That's fucking terrible. Name. Whistler's a Fuck. great villain name. Wardo is fucking horrendous. It's so bad, but I love it. It's so bad. Every time I hear it, it makes me cringe, but thinking about it makes me smile. Yeah. Um, Every time I hear it, I think of Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? E.D. Yeah. Wardo. Fucking yeah. so dumb. So, um, they're all gathered around, like the rest of our, our transfer crew, or transfer stopping crew, hunting crew, is gathered around the TV watching this show. And this is the first time that Jack has seen Wardo um, because they have no scenes together until the end of this end of this movie. They don't really even have scenes together at the end of this movie. Not really. They're not in the same. They're not really. Never in the, in the same the, shot. In the same shot together. Yeah. Um, and then after the show ends, there's a tr- there's the end of the trailer for Charles Band's Crash and Burn. Yeah. Which stars Megan Ward, who is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it's like it's like YouTube before it was YouTube, like putting an ad for yourself in your own video. <laughs> yeah. Such a Charles Band move. Um, Which they did in the first one too. Yeah, we talked about how there's a scene, they're watching something, there's a scene from the prequel to Crash and Burn. Robot Jocks? Yeah, Is something it? like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Where there's like a giant robot and it looks kind of like Power Ranging when they go in the thing. Okay. Uh, Death finally gets McNulty to check out the pills. It's Scrub 78, the crack of the future. <laughs> Stronger than heroin and more addictive too. Yeah. They figure out that uh, Wardo brought back seeds from the future and that's how he's how In a box. <laughs> okay. If he can come back with magic serum. True, 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 true. And that's how he's building his army, by feeding them this drug that makes them pliable for trancing. Because mm. if they're strong-willed, they can't be trancers. Mm, but yeah. if they have this drug, anyone can be a trancer. Yeah. That's right. Um, at Union Station, actually shot at Union Station, which was a surprise to me, um, that's also the detective office in Blade Runner. Mm. They built a bit of – what's crazy about that is the office that Harrison Ford goes into inside Union Station was a build for the movie Blade Runner but they left it there when they were finished Mad. and that structure remained in Union Station for like years upon years upon years afterwards <laughs> and they just Mad. used it as an actual office. <laughs> totally random piece of useless information <laughs> that I know. What the fuck is wrong with me? At Union Station, <laughs> Lena is getting on a train when uh, to leave town when she encounters some green world weirdos who are very aggressive about buttons. We would call them badges in Australia. Mm. She calls the house because she feels like she's in danger. At the house, uh, Hap is having a little bloody without the Mary. (laughs) (laughs) McNulty asks Jack if he has a plan. Are McNulty's parents not looking for her? Yeah, you'd think at some point. Is she just living? Is she also just living at the house now? Well, they say in the first one that she has no parents because she's the closest living relative, so she's got to be an orphan. Yep. Um, (laughs) That got dark. Jack's plan is to go after water. That's the entirety of Jack's plan. Name. Uh, and then Lena is, of course, damseled by the Greenwald guys, who, of course, grab her. Uh, Wardo in his lab seems to have sorted his botanical issues. They cannot be stopped now. The name. Sorry, every time you every say time. it, it just runs down my neck. Yeah, and then Death goes to Union Station, but, of course, he's too late. And they're back at Greenwald. Rabbit is about to be tranced. 
You belong in a green world. Poor, poor rabbit. Jack collects Alice from the house, but leaves McNulty and Hap behind. Wardo has Lena strapped to a chair. He monologues about Lena and they banter. Um, they're going to transfer as well. And we're kind of getting into the to the home stretch. Yeah. Bottom of the ninth, as Hap would say. <laughs> um, top of the ninth? It would be top of the ninth. Top of the ninth, as Hap would say. Um, Jack takes out a guard jumping out of a tree. He was hiding in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I love how she runs across like sneakily in full light and yeah. then <laughs> distracts the guard to come to the tree and Jack jumps out. Yeah. And Is that planned? And then, yeah. and then Jack steals the guy's uniform and puts it on in about... <laughs> Jack is taking the uniform off the guy. They cut to Alice running. They cut back. Jack is just in the uniform. Yeah. Which I understand. I understand they're just trying to make it move quicker because yeah. you don't want to watch Jack Death get dressed for 10 minutes. I do. You could cut away and then come back. <laughs> anyway. I want to watch dry haired Jack get changed. Um, <laughs> okay. You're a problem, Birdie. You're a problem. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. He and Alice spot Lena being led away by Trotter and Pyle. Alice thinks they should stick with the mission, but Jack loves her, meaning Lena. So Alice shows him the way mm. to the advanced treatment trancing center, whatever the fuck it is. Inside, Rabbit doesn't want to take his pills, and he causes a scene that allows him and Lena to make a run for it. But then they're caught almost straight away by, or cornered by Trotter and Pyle straight yeah. away. And then Jack, pretending to be a security guard bringing in Alice arrives and they just open fire. Lena and Rabbit are standing behind the people they open fire on. Yeah. So their confidence? They're, yeah. <laughs> I think it's unearned. I mean, they're agents. They've got, they've had training though. Of course, we've I already mean, talked about Alice being a bad shot, but yeah. still. Yeah. They get out of the building and all head for the, gr- for a greenhouse where they break in. And- no, wait, wait. Yep. Are you talking about them in the barn? No, not the barn. Oh, okay, okay, not okay. the barn. Yet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Before they Trust get the format. Before they get to the barn, they go to the greenhouse. I thought that was after. Where Jack burns all the plants. Kind of. He sets yeah. like half the plants on fire. Yeah, they must be flammable plants. I'm not sure he got all of them. <laughs> um, also, I don't is think he spraying the them with fertilizer? I don't know what he takes. A he just picks up like a, this spray thing and then sprays it and like then sets fertilizer it off, sets it on can fire. be explosive, but I don't think you can light it like that. Yeah, I, who knows? <laughs> I, it's a Charles Band movie. Yeah. <laughs> And then as they leave, as they step around a corner, Rabbit gets it and Alice pulls Lena back. Justice for Rabbit, man. He fucking saved her life and fucking justice for Rabbit. Poor Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Rabbit. I'm also having like a weird flashback. Is there a rabbit in another movie that's like gets beaten up? Like, oh, damn it. You know how you have that thing? That's what it is. That's what it is. Thank you. It was just in the back of my head. It was tickling me. Never seen it. Um, You've not seen it, man. Oh, my God. Why would I watch that movie? I don't He's know. I just hip-hop. thought you would have watched it at the time. I don't like Eminem and it's a battle rap. How do you rap. not like Eminem? Because I just You don't. love battle rap. But it's a battle rap movie where they have fucking backing tracks, which you do not do in battle rap. <laughs> oh, my God. That's sad. Because there was a period of time where I was heavily involved in Canadian battle rap. Yeah. <laughs> there I'm was. not even joking. <laughs> He was obsessed. Uh, King of the Dot, represent. Oh, my God. Were you, like, there on the streets in Canada rapping? That's yes. what it sounds yes. like. No, 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 no. He watched a lot of videos. That's all that happened. I'm definitely going to be doing that now. Look up King of the Dot. Okay. King of the Dot. I'm fucking down. Yeah, Canadian battle rap is the shit. I, it's a more, like, the wordplay is the writing and the wordplay is incredible. Fuck yeah. I know my next YouTube poll. Alice saves Lena's life and then Lena looks at Alice differently. Yeah. So that's kind of like their bonding moment. 
They run into the barn and find the TCL, which of course is missing one of the, one of the hatch doors. We already know that. And Alice finally breaks the news to Jack that he is the one headed back to the future. Three, future harder. <laughs> the council has big plans. <laughs> what, you thought there was only one runner? No, sorry. Did you think there was I, only one runner? I expect it, but I don't expect it. I yeah. should have known. Double runner yeah. this week. Yeah, the council has big plans for him. Wardo is outside with his whole trancer army, and he tries to talk some sense into Jack. Can you hear me, Jack? Death will kill you. Then we're going to find half Ashby and kill him too. I'm staying in old California, Jack. I like this body. It suits me better than the one I had up the line, don't you agree? Can you hear me, Jack? Are you already dead? There's a gunfight, pile in some trances, put a truck on fire. This is such, this is, all this scene is just so messy. It's just, it's, it's all over the place and I love it. When you think about how well planned out, like the, one of the things we talked about on the Future Cop episode is like about how in the first movie, all the geography is clear for the end. Yeah. They set up, like they set up the roof and they set up Hap as yeah. disguised down below. There is none of that in this. But like, also, that's what I mean about the filmmaking being so much lazier in this movie. Yeah. It's like there's just, like the first movie has an incompetence to it because it's a first time film. Uh, incompetence is the wrong word. It has a roughness yeah. to it because it is a first time filmmaker trying to f- fit every idea they've ever had into one movie. This feels much more like somebody who is doing a paint by the numbers sequel to one of their most successful movies. I feel like in the first one as well, they nutted it down to like the four or five main characters and that's who is there playing roles. Where in this, there's lots of bodies. Yeah. And it just makes things messy. We don't because know our big bad very people. well. We don't, we, we, we don't we know have, him at all, We really. have three big bads. Yeah. We, well, we have one big bad and two, two like, head loot. Head two commandos. And we don't really know anything about them. Yeah. Like, you didn't even know that, like, okay, so if you were going to make the assumption which one of the uh, hench people is a doctor. I would have assumed the female. She's Nurse Trotter. He's Dr. Pyle. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I thought she was second in command because she wore the same clothes as the doctor in that one scene. No. Yeah, they don't they don't spell That's what this, I mean. that like, there's stuff no, out like really the, very well. Like there is just a laziness to this movie that is a different type of roughness to the first to the first movie. Yeah, they there's definitely some I don't give a fuck yeah. about this movie. But yeah, this whole sequence is so messy where it goes from in the barn to having the shootout to where the blocking is, like shooting past each other. And then also we'll get into it in a second, but they can't just go out the back door of the barn. What about, (laughs) I think the messiest part of this is, (laughs) I think this exemplifies it all. When death throws the gun to Lena and she drops her gun on the floor and then just scrounges around for it. It's like, it's not even like the drop doesn't even look like it's on purpose. It looks like on that take, she just, just dropped, dropped the, the gun, gun and, and scrambled <laughs> for it. Well, they probably only shot one take. Yeah. Yeah, he throws her the gun and tells her to save a bullet for herself. Oh, fuck. That is so heavy and it just gets way, like, pushed to the side. Yeah, because if they run, they'll be cut down. 
And then Lena says, what if they aren't running? Because there's this giant metal feed tray in the barn. There's just and a corrugated a iron. No, it's not even corrugated iron. What is it? It's um, yeah, color bond. It's cor- yeah, which yeah. is the same thing. It's oh, is it? Dial. Okay. Yeah. We just call it color bond in Australia because that's the brand. <laughs> the brand, thing. yeah. And Jack starts tying one thing to the other as the trancers push the truck that's on fire at the barn to set the barn on fire to burn them out. Why not just light the barn on fire? I don't, because reasons. Jack starts the tractor and then jumps into the tray with Lena and Alice. Now, one of the funniest visual gags of the movie is about to happen. Well, the tractor bursts out of the barn. The trances open fire and Death and Lena pop up and fire back. <laughs> All three of them pop out, don't they? Yeah. All three of them pop out and, and just start firing uncovered like, from this thing yeah. while a thousand and, bullets and are going hit, at them. They hit all these trances. Those trances can't hit them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also, it doesn't. There's not even like sparks coming off the thing that they're riding in. It's just, it's just like it's not being hit at all. Yeah. And then, um, Pyle is killed. Pyle's shot and killed. Bye bye, Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you in much uh, more interesting roles yeah. in the future. And then, Happen McNulty roll in in Chekhov's fire truck. <laughs> Why the fuck are you there? You've been scared for ninety percent of the movie about. Well, he has a fire truck, and he finally has a reason to use it. Yeah, (laughs) but also I thought he was about to be shot, and then like later in the movie they had uncovered that he had a daughter already that they didn't know about because it wasn't on the books or something like that. Making up another movie. I did. I started watching my clapping monkey in my head again. (laughs) And fire trucks must be a trance's only naturally occurring enemy (laughs) because they all (laughs) run away. I thought my assumption is sirens. They think like police and that are coming. Okay, whatever. Um, But like, it's clearly not. It's clearly not the case. Yeah, it's just Wardo left. He fires at Jack with a machine gun and just misses. Just misses. Jack has ample time to throw a pitchfork at him. (laughs) Oh my god! The close up. The close up. And then yeah, the close up. Where that pitchfork comes to oh yeah. fuck it's good and then Wardo just pops blood from his mouth like he literally like blows a bubble of blood from his mouth oh it's so beautiful um, Trotter just bolts she's still out there yeah she just walks away yeah but none of them give a fuck after the boss is down no and Hap and McNulty have a nice time putting out the fire yeah the actress that plays they actually she's having like such a good time she's good. Just she has like, like this massive smile she's on her face. so excited about using that it's it so looks good like she's just like doing something with her grandfather yeah. you know like just like ha- having a good time that is not McNulty that is that actress yeah. having a good time yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have to rush because the TCL is going to go back in three minutes oh when did they my put God. the hatch door back on they when did don't. they put the timer on no 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 no. they don't that's why they can only send one person back instead of two mm. <gasps> It's all just plot bullshit. It's, this is the thing about the TCL, is it's all just plot bullshit to get us to this moment. Who were they intending uh, to be the second person? Wardo. Jack and Wardo are who are oh, meant to go back. Oh, fuck. Right, so Jack. Jack Why? Okay. Because. Something to do with a brain scan? No, because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yes. Okay. So Jack can't go back because his body's fucked, right? <laughs> So the TCL allows him to go back in his in Phil's body, which let's not even just deal with that, and take yes, and take Wardo back so that they can scan Wardo's brain for whatever reason to figure out how he makes trances, maybe because maybe they haven't figured that out, right? <laughs> and then the idea is that Alice will go back with the serum. Alice and McNulty will both go back with the serum, the regular the regular way. Yeah. But Alice can't do that because 
she's, she's going to die. die. She's going to go back to die. Lena begs Jack to stay. <laughs> McNulty explains that the death is body fucked in the future. But like also, if Lena has to beg Jack to stay at this point, like, well, no. So the, there's not a. Be- it's it's just her reaction. She doesn't because she doesn't know what Jack's decision is going to be because yeah. Jack because Jack's been making out with a fucking teenager for the past forty eight hours. Yeah, she actually. How old is she in real life? Twenty two. Oh, thank God, thank God. She's not an actual teenager. Okay. Yeah. She just looks like a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Jack, but then Jack makes the call. He's not going back. He loves Lena, and he wants to stay. And there's only room, which means Phil's fucked. Phil's been fucked in Jump Street, but still. <laughs> um, Jack tells Alice that she's the one going back because she's going to die if she goes back with the serum. So she's going to go with this body and live a new life in the future. Be a council member. But they won't be. Well, I don't think she's going to be a council. She's not going to take Jack's place. Um, she just but then, And Alice is like, but then we won't be together. And Jack's response is, but then you won't die in my arms. She does get into the TCL. He kisses her goodbye. Lena doesn't seem to mind this time. And then in the future, the TCL arrives with Alice in it. Nobody seems that surprised that it's not Jack stepping out. Yeah, no reaction. Wait, wait, wait. And then McNulty wakes up, which means back in California, a 15-year-old girl just unpaused to find herself surrounded by dead bodies in a half-burnt-out barn with three strangers, just like that time she woke up in Chinatown when she was a small child. <laughs> oh, poor girl. That is fucking a great pickup. I totally forgot about that t- this time. Death should pay for that kid's therapy. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, old mate with the fucking mansion should pay. Yeah. Well, yeah, hack should pay for that. <laughs> in the future, Alice has a moment with Jack's calcified body. Reigns is like, where the fuck is Jack? And... McNulty answers, I think he found a new home. Cut to Jack and Lena buying a new home. <laughs> also, yeah. he's literal. found a new home for fucking six years. Is yeah. that not, did they not see that coming? Yeah. So Jack has squid hair again and all as well as Jack and Lena kiss and Hap tells a really shifty real estate agent that I'm pretty sure is a trancer that death is a fortune teller. Yeah. <laughs> you, why do you think he's a trancer? He just, he's just creepy. He does, yeah. Roll credits. That is Future Cop 2, a.k.a. Trances 2, a.k.a. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> Did you get the explanation of what an M rating is on your version? Yes! Hello. Allow me to draw your attention to a significant movie experience. It's called M. M for mature. M is for everybody, but it's recommended for film lovers 15 and over. Why? You know, it may contain scenes which might disturb or harm younger viewers, and there could be scenes in M where you may encounter coarse language, but not if it's excessive or sexually explicit. Will there be violence in M? You may well find realistic depictions of violence, including blood and gore. And people have asked me about sex and M. Quite frankly, sexual activity or sexual intercourse may be implied or simulated. So that's M. May I make a suggestion? Do keep M in mind when choosing your next movie for the mature members of your family. I hope you enjoy M. I know I do. <laughs> it was so bizarre. It, it was, was surreal. It was the greatest thing. It, seriously, watching it with a modern lens, it feels like a oh, one of those surreal like comedians, like um, uh, like so, Eric Andre or something like that. So it was you, so good. Kira didn't know who that guy was. Do you do you know who that is? I don't know. That was the guy. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So this is so exciting. So um, <laughs> yeah. To, to provide uh, some some context, 
uh, on our VHS tape after the credits, we got a presentation about the M rating in Australia and you what that means. You should consider it for your next You really should. I do. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was very f- kind of funnily written, right? Yeah, it, it was, was it was kind of amusing. And it, it was part of a, a classification educational program that existed in Australia because Australians apparently didn't know what the fuck ratings were, right? Mm. So th- there was a series, so there's a series of these. What's really cool about that is that there's a, there's an older gentleman in glasses that looks like he's from the 1960s presenting it. That is Bill Collins. Bill Collins is an Australian film historian and film critic who was an icon when I was a child. Ah. Now you guys are older, so you probably didn't wouldn't know wouldn't know who younger. Who, uh, younger. younger. You guys are. Uh, I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent too much time down the line. Um, you guys are younger, so you wouldn't know know who he is. But he used to host uh, Bill Collins' Golden Years of Hollywood on Channel Ten. He used to host the classic movie every week on Man. Channel Ten. And he did that for like 15 years when I was when I was a kid. He hosted the show, talked about the movies, and he would talk about what he loved about it, some of the technical aspects of the, of the show. So as a kid, I loved Bill Collins. Bill Collins introduced me to so many mo- his, like older movies that I that I love. I used to have a taped off TV version of the Errol Flynn movie, The Adventures of Robin Hood, which is like one of my favorite movies ever, and it had him at the front of that tape. And I never fast forwarded past it. I <laughs> love the, loved the movie. So yeah, he's an absolute legend. Later, later he used to host on Australian uh, pay TV, what America would call cable television. He used to host movies on Fox Classics um, in the early days of of pay TV in Australia. Um, and he passed away in two thousand and nineteen. But oh. that guy is an absolute fucking legend. Right. Yeah, what a what a. It was dude. a fun time. Yeah, and it it's, was. And, uh, I suppose without. Any of that historical context? It was it's still real a fun time. That, it's real weird that a man just shows up and explains what it was like, um, to you at the end of the movie. Yeah. you know that Netflix show that's like "Thank You for Leaving" or something like that, where it's like heaps absurd sketches, and it's got that one dude in it. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. Yeah, yeah. it felt like one of those sketches. It felt like a sketch. Yeah, it felt like. When is the bizarre thing going to happen? No, okay, you're just undercutting my expectations. Still super funny. Yeah. yeah. An appropriate age to have seen Future Cop 2, a.k.a. Trances 2. I think this comes as no surprise. I think this is mandatory viewing from one-year-old. <laughs> just, I feel like this segment is just losing its value, and you, sir, are the reason it is losing its value well, because you never take it seriously. <laughs> Well, look, when a movie is good. The premise of the podcast is that I watch these movies at a highly inappropriate age okay. and that we should discuss what <laughs> age it is appropriate to watch this movie. Okay. It's the whole premise of the podcast. All right. Well, appropriate. I think the only thing that's not appropriate about this movie is sometimes the zombies can be scary. And for a young, young person, that might scare them. So let's go with... For scare factor, you can watch it from five on. But to not be confused by what's going on, I mean, maybe 13. We're confused right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kind of feel like a kid could watch it and it's fine. Yeah. They're not going to be scarred for life. But I think you probably need to be more like 16 to care about like the relationship dramas and he's got two yeah. wives and how are people feeling and stuff. Like relationship drama, nurse, I don't think you care about, like you don't care about relationship drama when you're a kid. So kids love it when a man has two wives. Yeah, right. I think I think the line I, I think the line, oh Jack, the only man I've ever had <laughs> sex with, that line hits for about 
11 to 13 year olds. Yeah. yeah. So I that's think, it. So yeah. that's the age group, I think. Yeah. So I think you need to be like a teenager mm. to care about the plot of this film. But it's in terms of appropriate, I would agree that it's kind of, it's fine because there's no nudity. There's the violence yeah. is pretty funny. So it's not really that big a deal. Um, <laughs> it's such a good film. So yeah, I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. I was probably 10. Yeah. 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 I think, so this came out in 91. I was nine and I probably saw it. Year later. A year later, yeah. And I had seen Future Cop and Trances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, I mean, we were excited to watch it. So yeah, I was about 10. Uh, a rating for this movie. We rate these movies on a five star scale with one being I hated this movie, two being I didn't enjoy this movie, two and a half being this movie was fine, there were parts of it I liked, three being I liked this movie, four being I love this movie, five being this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Brody. Kira, can you go first? I just feel like you were just going to, you were going to hit a five for the first time. Oh, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I stepping on your, am I stepping on your shit? No, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. I step on your shit all the time. Uh, Kira, you just go ahead and write down a five for me. <laughs> five for Brody. this was the most fun movie I have watched in, it was just so, so silly and fun. I fucking really enjoyed it. I'm pretty you didn't give Future Cop a five, so you liked this more than Future Cop. Uh-huh. But he probably liked, but this it's more. probably a five because he liked Future Cop, right? Yeah, true. like it's yeah. it's because you're hanging out. It's like what I said before. Future Cop was you're hanging good. out with your old friends again. hundred yeah. percent. There's some nostalgia now a little bit for that film, and also like rating the other movies like uh, Rapid Fire. Say that gets a real rating. You know, when I'm looking at it on like what kind of film it is. This gets a movie where it's like, I don't give a fuck about anything. This was so much fun. Yeah. You had such a good time that it yeah. that it doesn't matter that it's 100%. terribly made. And, 100%. Yeah. And I, 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 I understand that. And I, I kept, as I keep saying, I had a lot of fun. I just think that I, I'm, when I'm kind of bagging on the movie, I'm talking about it objectively. I'm yeah. not talking about it subjectively. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Kira? Um, so three is I like it. Four is I love it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't love it. So I'm going to go three, but I think it's like a high three. Mm. But it's not compared to other movies that I know I gave 3.5, so I don't think I can give it a 3.5. So I'm going to go with it with a, with a solid three. Yeah. Two phases of death. <laughs> Everything about this movie is but perfect. I, I, yeah, I had a great time. It was, it was I definitely, yeah. I like solidly liked this movie. You can, yeah. you can read it however but you want. I would not say it's one of my favorite movies of all time, which yeah. is what you've read. <laughs> Let Brody be Brody. I was a three, but once again, talking about the movie has made me enjoy the movie more. So I'm going to go three point five. Yeah. I didn't love this movie, but I had a I had a really good time. It's a real good time, real man. Good time. Again, it's just hanging out with my mates. Look, yeah. Jugger went from a movie that I wasn't liking about after talking about it with you guys. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. I, it does make a difference. It does massively. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Moving on to next week. We are not returning to our regular picking order what? because in the name of fairness, it is just still going to be sequel week next week. Yes. <gasps> are there going to be new sequels or do we get another stab at these ones? You get another stab at oh these sequels from last week. You got to first eliminate. Wait, let me do my stuff. Mm-hmm. So this week, Brody will pick from the yes. remaining sequels I own to movies that we have already watched on the podcast. And you will do that by taking turns about what you do not want to choose until there is only one left. And next week, there we can will only go, be one. Next week, we will go back to the regular list and it will be Kira's pick. That way, Kira didn't get two picks in a row. 
Which is why I decided Thank to you. do this this way. That's very fair of you. Fair enough. Which means that on the list this week are Iron Eagle 2, Best of the Best 2, The Gate 2, and Highlander 2 The Quickening. Fuck, I forgot how fucking epic these sequels okay, were. So in order to so you guys are picking what you do not want to watch, and in order for Brody to have the last pick, he will also uh pick first. Yep. All right. Oh, so right. I need to quickly of- read so, the backs. Yep. So best of the best to get ready for the ultimate challenge. This time it's the fight of their lives. Alright, so this one. Brackus is the brutal mastermind behind a murder on the Las Vegas Strip when two karate masters, oh my God, are ambushed by Brackus' explosive and devastating attack. Oh, yeah. This is a complete change of the yeah, format. They, they Karate Kid 2'd this movie. Holy fuck. So remember in Karate Kid 2 where he goes and has to actually not fight in a tournament, but he fights for his life? Yeah. Yeah, because it's not a tournament at all. Well, oh there my. is a there is a tournament. There's a tournament. Oh my god! But it's okay. a tournament where you fight for your life. Okay, 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 okay. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Iron Eagle Two is an America Russia team up. <laughs> Iron Eagle Two: American and Russian renegades against an outlaw nation holding the world hostage. The wild blue yonder is about to get wilder. It's, it's so funny because last week you guys didn't even really look at the covers. We didn't. No, just, we just based just it entirely off what we thought of the first. You just movies. picked it off t- completely off titles and did not take the context of the. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Iron Eagle Two, Dawn, and deep within the hostile Israeli desert, a secret missile base is ready to blast its ballistic warheads against the highly populated American and Soviet cities. Oh my God, Chappie is to lead a crack airborne task force on a mission to uncover and destroy the base. Oh, my God. Is it Chappie is the main star of this one? Fuck yes. Okay, 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 okay. okay They're okay. also different. Uh, they are. They really are different. Okay. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Sean Connery in this one as well? He's on the cover. Holy shit. <laughs> he's on the cover. I think that would tell you that he's in it. Yeah. This it's very is, bad. Okay. This, is how, this is how unprepared they were to make a sequel to this movie. They killed off Sean Connery in the first movie and then they had to figure out, A, how to make a sequel to a movie that ends with there being one immortal and two, how do we get Sean Connery to come back? <laughs> first of all, Actually, yeah. How do they Virginia Masden is in this and she's gorgeous. Yes. Do they explain on the back how Sean Connery's You don't know. No, you don't want to be spoiled. I, I have to say, you do not want to be spoiled for Highlanders through the okay. quickening. Because, Same concept. I won't read, because I won't read it. It is insane. Okay. The gate. Two, also known as the gate to the trespassers. Uh-huh. The gate to you can enter hell twice, but the second time you stay forever. Ooh. Is there a gate three? Oh my god, we get Terry as an adult. Is that the same dude? Holy fuck! <laughs> Fantastic. And he has a minion. He's studying them. The first time was only a nightmare. This time, it's hell. I'm getting really good at voice, guys. You reckon I'm getting better? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think you're always great at it. Thank you. Um, Don't compliment him. <laughs> you ruined our whole dynamic. I'm sorry. Two husbands. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this is fucking agonizing, Ken. Yeah, it's a lot harder Talk when you know me. what they're about. <laughs> Talk to me. What is your warming okay. feeling sensation? I will pull you on a clock if you don't make a decision. Okay. Because we do need the podcast. I, I need to confer. I need to confer. Okay, I think gate two and best of the best two. They're calling out, out the to most. you. They're calling out yeah. to me as well, which is a real shame because Highlander 2 is something that I really, it's burning inside me to yeah, watch. Yeah, for sure. But what I'm going to do is Iron Eagle 2 because even though I really want to see it, I really want to see Chappie. The um, concept doesn't, like the plot doesn't sound as, it's like not these as two, insane uh, to me. the best and Gate 2 sound more ex- like. For a sequel, I yeah, need it like to get exciting, crazier. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to remove Iron Eagle 2. I'm not throwing, I, I have no, so Brody's. Pick to not watch his Iron Eagle 2. Yeah. I'm not trying to put my hand on the scales by any means. Please but do. I'll put my hand on the scales by saying if you want crazy, Highlander that's, 2 is your, is your money. That's why I didn't it remove it. It is one of the most insane movies ever made. I'm just going to put it out there. Whatever comes out of these four choices, to be honest, I don't, I don't care. I'm happy with all four choices. I'm definitely going to regret the ones that I don't watch, though. So oh, yeah. if they can come back soon. We have so many other games to play. <laughs> you are fucking jigsaw, I swear to God. Kira yeah, Shama. it just doesn't ju- – Highlander 2 just doesn't jump out at me. Like that – these two sound like – I've seen photos from Gate 2 and it looks like you're not, a good time. You're and not fascinated to find out how the fuck they bring Connery back, how they justify that from a story perspective? I am. It just doesn't jump out at me. Like this is like, oh, they're Hold changing on. the whole format. What the hell? And then Hold this on. is like – I feel like the internet's going to get mad at me, but I'm going to say no to Highlander 2. Because oh, we, bo- we both vibed on these, on Best of the Best and, and Gate, that I, I just – Yep. Internet, they will be watched. Highlander 2 will be watched. It will. So Kira has eliminated Highlander 2, which leaves us with Best of the Best 2 and The Gate 2. Now, talk to me, Kira. I don't I don't want to be stabbed in my sleep. No, you wouldn't. Either of these choices were, were good. I, just, okay. I honestly don't know because, like, going into this, I it had seen- It was Gate 2. I, it was Gate 2, but that's because I didn't know anything about any of the others. I'd just seen some I'm stills. Vibing, I'm, I'm vibing on it this does so sound, hard. It does sound interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. Can we make it together? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm. Why? Why? Why best of yeah, the best? Good question. Gate? You're asking the right, right questions. All right. So the this is more naturally my genre, which is the best of the, the, best, the best of the best two is more naturally my genre, and it's even more my genre now that it's like fighting for your life instead of just a tournament. The stakes have been raised. Look at that baddie's abs. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, I want to see how they deal with the dual protagonist in a new movie and see what happens. Fair, like, fair, I want to see what ha- what this series has grown into now. Yeah. Um, correct mistakes from the first one. It's still dual protagonists because you said at some point it does turn into more about um, Tommy Lee. Philip Bree, yeah. Philip Bree, not le- and not in this movie. Yeah, not in this one. So it's still both of them in this one. Yeah, yeah. and and I I feel like it's closer towards the craziness of eighties fighting movies that were probably fueled a little bit by cocaine. <laughs> then, oh no, you already gave up on the most cocaine fueled movie of oh, all time, Highlander Two. I hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that you can just you can tell. Um, but there the is a fine two. coating of dust in every single shot of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like, all right. So I feel like the chat we will have the the discussion we'll have on best of the best two will be, oh my god, this is awesome. What about this crazy shit? Oh yeah, what about this crazy shit? And we will talk about how insane the movie is. Whereas in the gate two, 
I feel like we will further the discussion about oh, how great effects. the things were in the gate and how they improved upon them, like the practical yeah, effects. Yeah, I think that the story is going to be more wacky yeah. in the gate because it's starting from a wacky place. So it sort of depends on whether you feel like doing more wacky or more straight. I'm leaning towards best of the best, I will say I that. can tell. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, good, I'm good either way. I'm picking best of the best too. Good man. <laughs> it's a good time. So uh, you can uh, join us for Best of the Best 2 next week where we will not be doing any more sequels after that ever again. Oh my We're God, never watching so good. The Gate 2. You're a liar. That is the end of sequels. You're a bald-faced liar and you I hate are. you. I am. I'm just like <laughs> fucking with you kids because it's a good time. This one's got crowd-pleasing action. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> don't follow us on social media. Don't At like, Weird don't kid subscribe. Video. Definitely don't leave us a review. You should definitely yeah. leave us a review. We love reading Yeah, that reviews. was really nice. Time. The reviews have been dope. Get off the internet, go outside, make better life choices. Do some karate. Just um, in preparation for next week. Just um, have a nice time with both of your wives because you never know <laughs> when one of them is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> in the future. In the future. <laughs> yeah. Even though that's your past. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're further in the past than when she died. Oh my God. The confusion. <laughs> Is it going to get even more confusing on Future Cop 3? Oh, fuck. It should just become confusing cop. No. No. That didn't land. No. no um, that's it. No, you killed the, finally killed the bad guy. <laughs> uh, and. See. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>